Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, it's off to the sunset. We'll get to that in just about a minute. Good morning, America. Yes, it's that time. It's Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. And now it's my pleasure to introduce the aforementioned partner and friend, the one, the only, Mr. Brian No. B, how are you today? I can't wait. I'm fantastic here this morning, Andy Furman, uh, ready to go. Yes, and I know we will dive into the final four. Lots of headlines to get to. Some yes, drama. by the way, we have some great news. Congratulations, Central Oregon's new sports radio station, ninety-six nine, the ticket. They joined Fox Sports Radio's family of affiliates. They're in Bend, Oregon, which you probably know of, home of the Trailblazers, Seahawks, and Oregon State football and basketball. The president of that operation, Keith Shipman. Thank you. Welcome to Fox Sports Radio, sports radio station, ninety-six nine, the ticket. How do you like that? Well, you're, my question is, now win. that we yes. have 96.9, the ticket, part of the Fox Sports Radio family, do we have to give someone up? Is this like a trade? Do we give Brian Fenley up <laughs> and now we get 96.9, the ticket? Is that how it works? Or? Plus a station to be named later. 
Yeah, that's right. I'm just in the the trading mindset after this crazy NFL offseason. Hopefully it doesn't wow. work like that. Hopefully we can yeah. keep Brian Fenley and this is like a free agent acquisition. You know? Brian Fenley is going nowhere. If he goes, I go. And a lot of people say, yeah, let him Daddy. go. Because they want me to go. But uh, he's with me. He's okay. my son. He's blood. He is blood. We, we, we get into it every now Vomiting. and again, but it's family. Family is, the bonds of family are stronger. Blood is thicker than water. Hey, you are very loyal. You are a loyal yes. man, Andy. Thank Furman. you very That's much. Good. Thank you. Good trait now, to have. Here's the big question, and only you can answer this because you have the mind that I love. I got my Brian No Notebook beside me every Sunday. Bigger story: the Oscars or the Final Four? Got to ask oh, you that. Oh man. Well, it, I know we're in our sports bubble here, and we think that uh, a lot of the big things in sports, like the world, is captivated. It's the Chris Rock thing, well, the Will Smith slap, by miles. Like, the Coach K storyline is huge in the sports world, but it's a crumb compared to, think about all the countries watching the slap from Will Smith. It's not even remotely close, which is the bigger story. It's amazing, and how big Chris Rock is right now. He's scheduled to be in Cincinnati in June. Uh, the seller of the tickets is forcing a second show now in Cincinnati this coming June because of what he did. He took the high road, you know, and, and he, yeah. uh, he he did well by doing so. Yeah, he's cashing in big time. And what a wild story that was for sure. But listen, with Coach K and – I don't know if you saw it, Andy. You would love this. There was a, a video, a tribute video floating around. It was on uh, Bleacher Report, I believe. It's about mm-hmm. a 10-minute video. I retweeted it. If you go to my page, you would see it probably at the top. That's the last thing that I uh, tweeted or retweeted. But it's a it's similar to John Madden. If you ever saw the, the John Madden special, where John Madden, at the end of this uh, full special, he's he's watching a video that was compiled, and all of these people, including his sons, you know, Lawrence Taylor, like all these football greats, saying these things about John Madden. You're seeing his reaction to the nice things that are being said. It was the same concept with Coach K. You have a lot of former Duke players, just a who's who. You also you have Coach K, his ties to USA basketball. So you have some of the biggest names ever in basketball, KD, James Harden, the list goes on and on of them saying, hey, thanks, coach, love you, the reason he's great, yada, yada. For a a Duke hater, might not be up your alley, might not be up your alley, but I'm telling you, if you are a basketball fan, it is a must, must see. You would love it, and you're seeing Uh, Coach K just crying, his daughters are there, his wife is there. It was unbelievable. It was really, really well done. You know... I, I know there's a lot of Duke haters out there. And maybe later on this, this morning, we'll get into the reasoning why people hate Duke. I, I don't get it. I really don't. I, and people can say, well, because they win. Well, there's a lot of teams that win, and they're not hated as much as Duke is hated. But to me, watching that game last night, you had to have some sort of compassion to say, man, it, it's the end of the road. It's his last game. You know, let's get this Hollywood script correct now. Let him go out on top. It would have been beautiful. It really would have. But maybe he's going to pull a Tom Brady. Maybe he'll come back. No, he's no, he's not coming back. Yeah, he's, he's just going. Over. And yeah. they already have a succession plan. John Shire is going to take over. So it was an unbelievable run by Coach K. Forty-two years at Duke, and it was it was a storybook. Uh, it was shaping up to be a storybook ending, getting to the Final Four, and then you can't make that stuff up. The very first time Duke and North Carolina meet in the NCAA tournament. The eighth-seeded heels, they not only ruin the party 
in the regular season finale at Cameron Indoor Stadium. All those former Duke players there to pay tribute to Coach K, and they ruined the party. And now the Final Four, we're seeing Coach K two steps away from just riding off into the sunset on the white horse. And here come the heels again to ruin the party. It That's as sweet as it gets for heels fans. That's as awful and just decrepit as it gets for Duke fans. But what a storyline. We go one step further. I mean, the first loss that Duke has ever had was to uh, – Coach K ever had was to North Carolina as as a coach. And and the last loss he had is North Carolina. So when he started coaching, I think his first win was against Belmont University, and his first loss was against North Carolina. And last night he loses again against North Carolina. So the storybook ending – bookends North Carolina – First loss, North Carolina, last loss. Unbelievable. Wow, that's wild right there. And look, the storylines, the talking points, the headlines, if you're clicking on stories, it's all about Coach K because he's been there for over four decades and all the success and all of that. This is his last ride. So it makes sense, but it shouldn't get lost in the shuffle. Hubert Davis, what a job that guy has done. You had North Carolina off to a very shaky start in his first season, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you blink, and they have righted the ship. They've won a ton of games down the stretch. At one point, they won 15 of 18. You stack on a couple more wins, so what, like 17 of 20 in the vicinity of that. And they're all the way in the championship game in his first year. That's something that only four coaches have done to get to the championship game in their first ever season Steve Fisher is the only guy to I I believe is the only guy to uh win it all in his first season getting there with uh with uh it, it wasn't with Michigan it was later on but 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 think about that think about that accomplishment with Hubert Davis that just shouldn't get lost in the shuffle while it's you know a coach K fest here I'm with you a thousand percent on that there's no doubt about that any coach that turns the ship around but I will tell you this much it should have been turned around because with the talent that he has, I mean, that team is unreal. It's good. Caleb Love and Baycott. I mean, these guys, they're players. This car, the Caleb Love, what do you have? 22 points in the second half last night, ending up with 28. I mean, these guys can play ball. And I guess he finally had them gel and they came together. But it's not as if like, wow, where'd they come from? It's not a St. Peter's story. That's, that's a different story completely because those are ragamuffins that came together at the right time. But this North Carolina team, they got blue chippers left and right yeah I guess there are two ways to look at it you could say well if they're this good then why were they struggling at all to begin with I don't look at it like that it's the first season you know it did took a little time to gel I just I think to start off uh struggling when you have high expectations there are a lot of times Andy where things just unravel you see this in various sports. We see it in the NFL all the time. You'll see a team with high expectations. They get off to a slow start, and it just snowballs, baby. You know, you're yeah. pressing, and then one loss turns into three more losses. That's just typically how it goes. So for for North Carolina to figure it out and get it back on the right track, it's really impressive. And you mentioned the guy. It really came down large part. Caleb Love hit another huge three. I mean, our guy Brian Fenley knows all about that as a UCLA fan, where Caleb Love went for 27 of his 30 in the second half against UCLA. But Caleb Love hit a huge three-pointer to give him a four-point lead in the final minutes. And he had a couple of missed free throws. A couple of missed free throws late. Remember? That was huge with Duke. 
They had a shot, and the big man, Mark Williams, missed that the pair. Bad. They were that down by bad. one when he went to the free throw line. He missed two. Caleb Love hit the three, and that's really what led to a, a North Carolina win last night. And you saw the expression on Mark Williams' face. You had a feeling that the pressure got to him. And, you know, when these guys hit that front of the rim, is pressure. It really is. Sometimes you have that roll that comes in and goes out, whatever. It may hit the back of the cylinder. But the front of the rim, to me, is a choke job. And basically, Mark Williams choked him. I mean, he missed the first one. I think when you're in the line in that situation, you missed the first. The thing that goes through your mind is, man, I don't want to blow two. And he did. Well, yeah, too. but the first one, Andy, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Of course, pressure was a part of the moment. There's no doubt. But that first miss was long. So I think that was part of it, too. If you just look at the second loss alone, you might think he was it was pressure city, tight sphincter city. But I think because he missed the first one long, he's trying to <laughs> he's trying to find the middle ground. And he went too far. He went too far with it being short the second time. But too just huge. If they if they get a one point lead or even are tied at that stage and Caleb Love still hits his three, it's a completely different scenario. And I don't know that Duke pulls it out, but I know they have a much better shot of doing so. I, I tell you it's a funny story because if you look at this game as a whole and certainly it came down to the wire, I mean Duke couldn't hit from the outside. That was like the name of the game. They were scoring in the paint. They were rebounding well, and they just couldn't score. And basically, North Carolina, you know, was playing tremendous defense outside. But you got guys on North Carolina. You got three or four guys on that team that could score 20 or more on any night. They're Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, Brady Manick. I mean, these guys could score, and they're tough. I love that Brady Manick kid. He's just a tough son of a gun. He really is. He's hit a couple. It was weird, his game last night, because he missed a few free throws. Yes. That were big, but he hit those corner threes in the one Sean Elliott style. I know this is very dated. I bet there are people that are alive, uh, that are young enough that weren't alive when Sean Elliott hit it for the Spurs, where his heels were in oh, the yes. air, right? right? He was on his toes and hit a big three in the NBA. And uh, that was a huge, uh, it took me right back to Sean Elliott. And I'm like, that was a good 30 Years ago, plus, it's like crazy how long ago that was. Uh, But that's what Brainy Manic did from the corner, one of his threes. He had some clutch shots. And then again, Caleb Love just coming alive in the second half, 28 points for the game. He's feeling it. His confidence just grows. You can see it all over his game. You know, it's funny. What I enjoyed about the game is that it was a clean game. I mean, the officials really had nothing to do with the outcome of the ball game. And a lot of times they do. And it was a good officiated game. It really was. There's a couple of calls that are questionable, of course. But, I mean, by and large, it was a pretty clean game. And I liked it. And went back and forth, went down to the wire. Certainly an opposite of what the first game was because Villanova just they just couldn't get on track. I mean, Kansas came out, 10 nothing, boom, and that was it. And they went wire to wire against them. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it was tremendous theater. It was, and uh, to have all those storylines, Coach K's potential final game, it's a bad, It's exactly what it turned out to be. Yeah. Uh, the first ever meeting between those schools in the NCAA tournament, and then you get a game that lives up to the hype. I can't remember, it was around the neighborhood of maybe 19 lead changes. I'd have to look it up, but... Like, you get 18, 19 lead changes for the game like that. It was back and forth all night long. It was awesome. It was an awesome, awesome game.
It was one of the greatest college games that I have witnessed where I really didn't have a rooting interest. Yeah, I wanted to see Coach K win, you know, for, for a reason of Hollywood, for the script. That's the reason why. But I'm not really a Duke fan, and I'm sure there's a lot of people who can say the same thing. They're not Duke fans. But I think that inside your soul, you say, you know what? Guy's been there 40-plus years. Let him go out on top. Would have been a great story. So that was the, the story right there. And that could be scripted like that, man. Like it, <laughs> like sports don't work like that. I know. North Carolina know. couldn't care less about the Coach oh, right. K storyline. You know, They're like, we're trying to ruin your dreams right and now. And they ruined it twice. Yeah. They ruined it twice this year. It's really... It's really tremendous. It was a great game, and I and I truly, I truly enjoyed it. But you know, the thing that I'll take away from that game more than anything else, when I saw Coach K, Coach K walking hand in hand with his wife Mickey at the end of the game in the tunnel. I mean, he just he looked devastated. He looked shocked. I mean, the, the look on his face, he looked shocked, really. And I, I felt terrible for him. I really did. I mean, I, I liked the guy, and uh, I wanted him to win. Yeah. Well, hey, sorry it didn't work out for I you, know, Andy. I know. It's, uh... And I, I, I want to find here. Yeah, okay, go ahead. It's just interesting what was going through his mind at that time, you know? Right. Because you're feeling so many emotions. And I thought in the post game, it was interesting. Coach K made one comment that really stuck with me where he said, at the end of a season, he would want to see tears of joy because they want it all. Or he wants to see a locker room that's pretty much full of tears because he knows that his team gave it their all. They just left it all out there. And he said there were a lot of tears in that locker room. And one of the reporters asked him, like, how come you're not crying basically right now? And wasn't accusing him of, hey, coach, it doesn't sound like you left all of it on the floor. It wasn't like that. It was just how do you keep your emotions in check? And he said, hey, when you have three kids and ten grandkids and you kind of get into this. Uh, like this role of a parent and making sure everything else in the family is right. But I thought that was a really interesting comment about wanting to see tears of joy or tears of sorrow at the end of a season. And unfortunately for Duke and coach Kate's tears of sorrow, but for Duke haters, I mean, it's tears of joy that they have tears of sorrow, right? That's how it right, works. Right, right. And I'll say something really good about Coach K. I think he kind of deflected a lot of the storylines on him prior to the game away from him, which was great. I mean, there wasn't – there was obviously there's a lot of hype that it could have been his last game and his career and the whole deal. But every time he was quoted, at least what I've heard, I don't know, read, it was like, oh, it's about the team, it's about this. I mean, he kind of pushed it aside, and I thought he was really good about that. It's tough. It's tough to do that because everybody in the media has their own agenda, what they want right. to do, and certainly it was about Coach K. And yeah, he, he was all about this season. He didn't want to right. do the life and times of Coach K and all of that, comparing it to the beginning of his career. And now we're just going down this road, and it's all Coach K. He didn't want that. I thought that was cool. I, I'll tell you this also. I worked with Jerry Tarkanian in Fresno. Tark was obviously the legendary UNLV head coach who has passed away. R.I.P. Tark. Right. Tark's awesome. But I'll never forget, Tark had the utmost of respect for Coach K because when they met – in the final four and UNLV beat them. Coach K was very gracious, gave UNLV a lot of credit. Didn't say, Oh, well this and that. And well, the officiating didn't make excuses. And Tark always, always respected that about coach K. And he did that last night too. He started off the whole press conference. Want to give a lot of respect to North Carolina. What a season they've had. He was very, very gracious. It He's wasn't like, oh, it's all about me. I thought that was good, too. True gentleman, yeah. I mean, you know, speaking of the talk to Shark, and this is kind of a crazy story. You know, years ago, I had a sports bar 
Furman Sports Cafe in Cincinnati. It was a nice place. It really was. We had the TVs at the tables. And one afternoon I walked in there, and this is a true story. Coach Tark was sitting there in a mm-hmm. corner, I think, with Joby Wright, who then was the coach of Miami yeah. of Ohio. I had no idea what he was doing there, but I, I met him, and we chatted for a while. He, he was a good guy. I mean, I, I, thought it, I thought he was a gentleman. I thought he got a <laughs> bad deal with the NCAA, and certainly he sued them at the end. It got like right. $2.5 million, so we'll see what happens. But I, I like to get more into it with you about stories with Talk to Sharp because I, I thought he was a character. He was oh, good sure. for college basketball. I've got a we'll, few. You'll like yeah, some we'll, of my we'll, talks. I want to hear him. I want to hear him. He's right. Brian No. Get him on Twitter at The No Show, at Andy Furman FSR. 877 on Fox is our number. That's 877-996-6369. This hour, by, we have Bronx Talk Radio. And, of course, hour number two, bottom barrel betting. Hour number three, Brian No and No's picks. And they were the lone number one. That's next. Mike check. Mike check. Check, check, check. If you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game, what's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. So make your next move your best move and tap in with me on KJ Live wherever you get your podcast from. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. It went wire to wire. We'll get to that in just about a minute. He is Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and we are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Let's get right into it. Hey, before we get into any of these games, and before I forget, let me get some more Jerry Tarkanian information out of you, Brian No. Oh, man. Come Tark on was now. the best. So, yeah, Tark did a radio show in Fresno for two years. He did a coach's show during the college basketball season, so... I, you know, I didn't just interview Tark a couple of times. He worked at the station, so... Wow. Uh, Tark, he was great. He would he would interview a who's who of dudes, right? Like uh, all these guys. Coach K was one of the guys that 
did an interview, Bill Self, the list goes on and on, but they would call in and pre-record most times because Tark's show was on Wednesdays at 5 o'clock. So those dudes are either playing games or they have practice or whatever. So we pre-record a lot of these stories, and uh, I would set it up. One of my favorite things about Tark, he would always call me up. I'd be like, uh, hello? And he'd go, Brian! He'd shout at me, and I'm like, what's up, Tark? <laughs> and he'd go, you always answer your phone. He loved, Part of the reason Tark loved me was that I just answered my phone because he's dealing with all these incredibly busy people that hardly answered the phone the first time. So I always <laughs> will remember that about him. One of the other funny stories about Tark, I was setting up an interview with him. We were pre-recording with whoever we were about to talk to, and this was before the Super Bowl. And uh, Tark's ended the conversation. He gets a call from somebody, and uh, it's just Tark saying, what? When? How? <laughs> and just that type of stuff. And then he eventually hangs up the phone, and he goes, I guess I'm going to the Super Bowl. And it was the the Giants-Patriots. It was Super Bowl 42, the undefeated Patriots. And, of course, they eventually lost to the Giants. And it was the works. It wasn't that Tark just had tickets. The whole trip, airfare, hotel, it's all lined up for Tark. I don't know who did it, his assistant or what. But I was just like, Tark, I hate you. And I love you at the same time to have it all laid out like that. It was awesome. And I kept bugging him like, Tark, when are we leaving, man? When are we leaving for the Super Bowl? And it was just a joke, man. But I'll always remember him. Tark was awesome. He was an awesome dude. She got an autographed towel that he chewed on. That would have been a nice thing, huh? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Signature, man. Who else there gnaws on a towel like Tark? You know, oh, he's the one amazing. and only. He's the best. He really was. Well, now we talk about last night, this first game. I was praying that the second game would not be as lopsided as that first game. 81-65, Kansas demolished Villanova. Just, they had so much length, and that was the, I mean, the defense was great, but they shot the eyes out of the basket, and really, I, I didn't expect that to happen. I, I thought Kansas would win, but I didn't think they'd really demolish Villanova as they did, because I saw some of the previous games Kansas played in the tournament, and Miami was leading them 35-29 at halftime, and Creighton and Providence was sweating. I mean, it was a sweatmonger situation there. I mean, those games could have gone either way. So last night, what Kansas did was quite unusual. And I don't see them shooting the lights out of the basket like that again. They're very unpredictable, that Kansas team. Uh, I'm not with you on this one because with Justin Moore being gone for Villanova and uh, with the, the torn Achilles that happened in the previous game against Houston, that, that was just... That was such a sad story and a huge loss for them. Justin Moore offensively and defensively. He brings a ton to the table. And that's not a deep Villanova team. They only play like six dudes. So for Justin Moore to be out, and he plays about 35 minutes a game. Uh, That's a huge adjustment. And give Villanova credit. They they hung tough, right? Kansas got off to that hot start, 10-0. And Villanova, they clawed their way back and made it interesting but just they couldn't quite get over the hump. But for a team that doesn't play a lot of players to lose Justin Moore, who averages about 15 points per game, about 35 minutes per game, that was a huge loss. And Andy, it was the game prior. It wasn't like at the beginning of the tournament they lost him. And oh, they you're had right. Some time yeah. to figure it out. To figure game they it played. out on the fly yeah. against Kansas. That's tough, man. It was tough. It really was. Brian, no, Andy, firm it together. We call it Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's lying. He's lying, and we all know it. This man only lies on his bed, and that's Brian Fenley, and he's got the latest. That's an interesting image. 
I have in my head, speaking from my father who knows when I'm in bed, Brian No taking some shots at me early on. I'm ready to get the mitts up. And, and, and let me at him. Let me at him. Oh, you know, fisticuffs. Yeah, this isn't the Oscars here. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. And, and the Oscars for sure. Andy, that's a, a movie cer- ceremony where they give out awards. So the final <laughs> four, the final four was yesterday. This is my nightmare. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And number eight, North Carolina, they hang on against number Duke, 81-77. to 77. Brian No rightly brought up the fact that, yeah, North Carolina did beat UCLA in the Sweet 16, and it's a dagger in my heart that hasn't let up at any sort. Love is all around for the Tar Heels! <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> By the way, with that Tar Heel win, that ends Coach K's storied career as the head coach for the Blue Devils. Not exactly the way he was hoping it would end after the game. Here he is talking to the media. I thought both teams played played their hearts out. It's an emotional win and it's an emotional loss. And that's the way a game like this should be. Now, North Carolina is going to go up against number one Kansas as the Jayhawks beat Villanova 81-65. to KU is into their 10th national championship game. And, of course, that will be on Monday when they take on the Heels, who, as an eight seed, are tied for the lowest-seeded team to reach the final in 41 years since 1979. So that certainly has been a while. In the NBA, the Brooklyn Nets, they got 55 points from Kevin Durant. They got more than 30 from Kyrie Irving. And they still lost? Yeah, they did to the Hawks, 122-115. to The Warriors demonized the Jazz, 111-107. to Golden State, with that win, is able to get themselves a berth into the postseason. The Heat stopped the Bulls, 127-109. to Jimmy Butler thrilling with 22 points. The 76ers hand the Hornets a loss, 144-114. to The Cavs stick it to the Knicks, 119-101. to Darius Garland had 24 points and 13 rebounds. And finally, guys, I know Andy is going to be watching this because NASCAR is on Fox TV again later on today from Richmond. Andy Furman not driving the pace car, but the clown car that will be making its way through pit road during the match. And he'll be wearing the big bowling shoes, as the clowns do. But 3.30 p.m. Eastern time is when it starts. Ryan Blaney has earned the poll. With that, let's get to two guys who are dominating. And if I hear a little bit more of the, the back and forth, Brian, I'm ready. I'm going to bring up some Notre Dame stuff. You better back watch up, out. Back it up. Back it up. <laughs> back to you. All right, it's pretty easy to connect these dots. We'll explain that in just about a minute. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman, and uh, we got Bronx Talk Radio in about eight minutes from now. Let's talk about Bruce Arians. He said it was always his dream to hand a head coaching job to a member of his staff. And I say, that's bull. That's bull. This comes from a man who left coaching for health reasons, and then he went to Tampa Bay. Are you freaking kidding me? you got to be a moron not to be able to connect the dots of what happened in Tampa Bay. Help me out here, B. Come on. I, I'll be honest with you, Andy. I don't know. I'm open to various possibilities. You know, that's the best way I could explain this Bruce Arians storyline where it could be like he said, he thought it was the best time to leave and he could definitely put in his two cents for Todd Bowles, who was the defensive coordinator, who he thinks very highly of BA and Todd Bowles have spent 
many years together on the same sideline. So if he could put in a good word for Bowles and he's the successor, yeah, hey, maybe that's a big part of it. The Tom Brady angle where they weren't exactly bosom buddies, you know, and they're butting heads and, you know, Tom Brady's changing plays and he doesn't really feel that Bruce Arians has more of a work-life balance than he's used to, at least for himself, right, like our other head coaches. So did Tom Brady have anything to do with this? I, I mean, maybe it's just one of those stories where the timing of it and for some of the things that B.A. said with Tom Brady coming back, it made it easier to walk away. I I don't know. Maybe, maybe, but it's hard to buy. I think it would make it harder, right? Well, look, it's funny because at his news conference, I kind of enjoyed he had that cigar sticking out of his pocket there. But at the end of the news conference, he thanked the media, and then he took a real slap across the face, a shot to Mike Florio. Uh, and, and I guess Mike Florio is one of those guys that really and really was digging, digging, and digging that the fact that there was a problem between he and Tom Brady. And I, I think that was the storyline many people felt, that Tom Brady didn't like the play calling from B.A., and you know he wanted to stay with Leftwich and let let which kind of handled the offense with him. And they said towards the end of the season, Brady was calling his own plays. Right. And, uh, you know, who knows? The thing that I – sometimes you read too far into this stuff. But think about it this way, Andy. Let's just say that Bruce Arians and Tom Brady's relationship had absolutely zero to do with B.A. stepping down as the head coach. Right. What does it matter what Mike Florio writes at that point? Oh, you know. Yeah. Right, like you know the truth, and you might just kind of like shrug it off, like yeah, that guy, he's not even close to getting it right. But if you really go in on someone, it makes me wonder: is there some truth to this? Right, you know, why would he mention this... his name? Yeah, I right. Mean, that, that, Do you remember? Yeah. You probably remember this, Andy, where Adrian Peterson, where he was just an awesome, awesome running back at the time. I think he was still in Minnesota, and there were accusations that he was using PEDs, and he just laughed about it. He's like, I, I take it as a compliment. I'm playing so well that some people think I'm using performance-enhancing drugs. And that was it. He didn't, oh, this is outrageous. Like, I would never do such a thing. I work so hard and to allege this. It, he didn't say any of those things because he knew the truth. And that's why I wonder if there's no truth to this whatsoever as far as having an impact on B.A. stepping down. I don't know that he says the same thing. I'm with you. I mean, what, this Mike Florio situation must have really stuck out in B.A.'s craw. And to leave the news conference thanking all media people who were at that conference and announcement. And all of a sudden, Mike Florio is like has a has a condo in his head. Really? He, he, <laughs> he does. I mean, he, he just thinks about Mike Florio. I mean, come on, let it go. I mean, and to mention his name, that means that, you know, my, it, it stuck hard. It, it hit him hard. It did. Yeah, well. Hey, man, one thing is for sure, at least for this first season, Todd Bowles, this is a Cadillac-type job. Think about the talent that they have. Think about the quarterback he has in Tom Brady that he didn't have anything even remotely close with the Jets. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick, Josh McCown, and then rookie Sam Darnold. That was Todd Bowles' final year in New York was with the rookie Sam Darnold who didn't have much around him. So to upgrade from that, he was, what, 24 and 40 with the Jets? But the talent he had there with Gang Green is 
nothing. It's a crumb compared to what he has with Tampa. This is a huge opportunity for Todd Bowles. But do you want to connect the dots even further? It makes a lot of sense to have Todd Bowles, who was a, quote, defensive specialist, as the head coach to leave Byron Leftwich as the offensive coordinator to work directly with Tom Brady. Well, I guess. I mean, if you're into the uh, the guy with head coaching experience, that's certainly Todd Bowles. I think Byron Leftwich isn't that far away from becoming a head coach. He could probably already be one in right. Jacksonville if he didn't say, well, if I'm here, then Trent Baalke, the GM, he's got to go. <laughs> he's got to get out of here, man. If he didn't make that demand, he might be a head coach right now. But, yeah, if you like err on the side of someone who has had coaching experience – as a head guy before, that's certainly Bowles. Uh, I don't think they could have gone wrong with Leftwich taking over. He's going to take over eventually some other job. So it just it happened to be Bowles. No, I like, think Leftwich uh, you know, didn't Arian take put over. in a good word, but yeah. that's the thing, Andy. It can't. He's acting like this was all his decision. You know, like if you're ownership, if you're the Glazer family, you're like, oh, okay, cool. Let's we're going to discuss this amongst ourselves. Thank you for the recommendation of Todd Bowles, right? But, it's not like B.A. just waltzed into the office and said, I'm out, Bowles is in, all right, I'm going to go have some lemonade. You guys have a nice day. You know, like, that's not the way it went down. Yeah, and my thought process is Leftwich didn't take over simply because Brady didn't want it to be the head coach. Brady wants to work directly with him. Well, I don't know, man. This could be Brady's final season, you know? This could be it. So the head coach you're hoping is going to be there for the next decade plus. So I don't know that you would make all your decisions – solely around one season where it's, you know, whatever Tom Brady says, this is the way we're going to do it. I, I don't know. I'm just telling you, Andy, I have no idea how it exactly went down. Oh, I think I. there are morsels of the truth here and there. I don't know what the exact truth is with Brady coming back, Arian stepping down, Todd Bowles being the guy, and the timing of the whole thing. Yeah, I will say this. If, in fact, there was kind of a, a, a set plan that this was going to happen. They did it pretty smoothly because they waited a while before it happened. You know, Brady came back and it wasn't like 24 hours after he came back that B.A. retired or resigned or moved to the front office. They waited and things simmered down and all of a sudden out of nowhere, boom, he announced and he announced it on Twitter. I mean, it wasn't like a news conference deal initially. It was on Twitter, and then they called a news conference. And you know what? It, it's probably so tough to be a front office PR guy in, in, in sports these days, particularly the NFL. Can you imagine the PR guy's at home, and, and he finds out on Twitter, and he's getting a phone call from a local reporter or a TV station. Hey, you know, your head coach uh, just resigned. What? How? Yeah. Where? When? I mean, right. you know, back in the day, it was like everything went through the club. Now everybody does it individually. Well, I'll say this, Andy, if uh, if you don't buy the cynical route, which is Tom Brady he flies over, meets with Glazer, and all of a sudden B.A. is out of a gig a little bit afterward, it's like, what was that meeting all about, right? One thing, if you're not cynical, that doesn't add up is, right. uh, let's just say that that Brady did have a hand in this, right? Mm-hmm. Like Brady was like, I'm back as long as Arians is out. Uh, like, do you think if that actually happened, that B.A. would spin it and say, oh, this is all about diversity and Todd Bowles, who is black, he can take over a legitimate head coaching job, right? Like, this is about, do you think he would spin it that way if Brady was like, it's him or me? Like, I have a hard time buying that. 
that, uh, you know, he was ousted, B.A. was, and his line is, oh, I, I stepped aside so Todd Bowles could have a shot here. He did show like, a that, lot that doesn't of really here. add up. Yeah, and he showed a lot of love for, for Brady, too, at that news conference. But yeah. who knows? We'll never know. But that's that's my take on it anyway. And you're Brian No, And I'm Andy Furman. And together with Fox Sports Sunday. And the big day, the big day is Thursday. And guess the opponent will tell you all about it because Bronx Talk Radio is freaking next. Bronx Talk Radio right around the corner. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. About 11 minutes now before the top of the hour. But right now, we're going to the Bronx. Guys, it's time to channel your inner New Yorker. We want to hear all the irrationalities you can spew on the hottest topics of the day. Here's something we like to call Bronx Talk Radio. Hosted by the great Chris P. Well, let's talk about the biggest freaking sport that's around, and that is a right hook from Will Smith to Chris Rock. <laughs> New York's finest here, and welcome to Earth in a big way, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. What's the line from Independence Day there, Chris? Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. Just like that. Rock. Listen, you know, sometimes you say some things out there that are pretty wild, and then sometimes you just got to get jiggy with it. Well, let's cut to the chase then. What do you have? What? what? Uh, besides that? Oh, 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 I mean, that I was all you. in my head this week, other than really? like Coach K just getting just molly I can't believe you weren't thinking about Yankees Red Sox on Thursday. Listen, that's coming. That's coming. It's coming soon. I, I am just, I, I'm priming myself for the season ahead. It's a long windup. Listen, all I've got to say is two things. Number one, the Mets are already in trouble. Apparently, Max Scherz is out. Cool. I'm saying you trade DeGrom, those guys. DeGrom. 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 Look, look, if Scherz has got hamstring tightness, that's fine. Mets, trade him for a bucket of balls. You're dumb enough to do that. And uh, bring him to us, and we'll win like 150 games. I don't see the problem here. I don't worry about Boston. Yeah. Man, you are all in on this season, huh? I'm saying I'm saying it is the year for another freaking kissing of the rings. <laughs> like every year. We've like been every moment. Wait, 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 it didn't happen last year. It, it it's coming. How about Cashman getting his uh, his uh, his uh, underwear in a bunch over there? Oh no! Saying that no. Uh, the Yankees haven't been since 2009, and he's like, Listen, "Yeah, these freaking cheating Astros over here in 2017." Freaking Astros! You could have signed Carlos Correa, you cheap bastard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about that? Bring some of that cheating over here. They're going Listen, to cheap way at shortstop over here. Right? Oh, whatever. You know, it, once again, kiss the freaking rings. It's been a minute, yes, but you know what? You know what takes a long time too. The Sunday gravy. You got to wait gravy. for it. You got to wait yeah. for it. You got to yeah. savor it. You got to flavor this just freaking bright. And don't you let know, anyone tell you that you're delusional or idiotic or that you just are one of the worst fan bases in sports. No, I don't care about any of that because we're the freaking Yankees. By the way, brief story Whoa. over here. What's one that? of my buddies, uh, Duke, he owns a barbershop over there in Albany, New York. And I was like, Duke, what's your password? Like the Wi-Fi thing? He was like, yeah. it's the number one 27 times. That's Die right. Yankee fan. That's right. Count them. Oh, and you know what man. you know what you say? is like, how many is that? It's like, you know what? You don't care about it. Count them. Count them. Like counting these rings. <laughs> You're living in the past. That's all we're living in the past. It's Get all about here. 28 here. Get it done. We're, we're, we're in 28. We are looking to the future bright and shiny, Andy. Yeah. 
just like I am extending this olive branch. Look, I've said a lot of nasty things to Coach K here over my time here at Fox yeah. Sports Radio. Oh, oh, the man's the man's uh, the man's just a monster out here. But you know Whoa. what? You're kicking him while he's down over here? No, I am extending the olive branch, and I am telling him this olive branch has a condition, and that is come coach the Knicks. Yeah. You're done in college. You know what? You're pissed off still. Who cares? Come up here, man. He has his legacy intact. Why would he want to screw it up with the Knicks? Because he's a college coach, small-time college. Where's Duke anyway? You are a hater. It's not in in the boroughs. Yeah, he's a good man. He won, and he didn't cheat. No, there really. Where, where is Duke? Is it upstate or something? No, it's not. it's not New York. All right, that's no. all you care about. Then why should I care about it? Yeah, that's how you. Whoa. That's how you think. Keep I'm just saying. You're close-minded. That's what you are. You close-minded. I get the. You, I'm always being bagged on for reading foreign papers over here. <laughs> Do you have any yeah, stories Detroit, from those foreign Detroit's papers foreign over there? Paper. Yeah, I, I've been I've been pe- checking out the uh, World Cup draw. What about this, Team USA? We're gonna win it all here. Oh, you're crazy. See, you see this here? Yeah, Black Friday against England? I know you got England and not a whole else. What is it? Iran? Are they in, this, uh, in the draw? Yeah, Iran yeah, and then are. like Scotland, Wales, the Ukraine. I know. He's still. Uh, why can the Ukraine play? They're fighting a civil. They're fighting a war over there. That's not fair. They're going to come in battle hardened. The war will be over by then. Listen, all I'm saying is Black Friday is when we dump the tea into the, <laughs> into the canals, right? Or whatever yeah. that stupid thing Boston did. I don't care. Jeez. Socks suck. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Why are they hated? We'll explain that in just about a minute. Come on in, everybody. Welcome, America. It's Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noah, I'm Andy Furman, and now it's my pleasure to introduce my partner and friend, the one, the only, the man of the hour, the man who carries the heavy load here, the one and only, Brian Noah. Hello, B. Hour 2. Here we go. Andy, I've got some uh, some bad news here. Now, I've, I'll say this is not too serious. You know, nothing's wrong here for real, but... So you know me, as far as Nutrigrain bars, I am fond of apple cinnamon. 
I will get down on a Sunday morning like today, normally. But all of a sudden, they have changed the flavors. It's no longer apple cinnamon. What it's happened? apple and carrot. I don't know if it's around anymore. I don't know if they put the kibosh to apple cinnamon, and that's a thing of the past, Andy. This you know my is buddy? a it's very alarming development here. I'll take care of you. Do you. Tell me the name of the company. I'll write the president a letter. <laughs> I will take care of that for you because it works. Letters work. Letters. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's, I don't know. Nutrigrain bars. All right. So I, I don't know. I'll have to look. I don't. If you know want to text it to me after the show and text okay. me where I could write to you because I'm not sending letters to Mexico or okay. to Oregon. I don't know St. Louis. I don't know where you Albany, New York. Tell me yeah. a, a specific address. I'll send you a copy of that letter and away we go. Okay. All right. I like it. You're fighting the good fight for me. I appreciate that. Always. By the way, one quick thing here. We were talking about Coach K and obviously Hubert Davis last night and Hubert Davis making it to the championship game. He's one of only four coaches all time to have done that. The only guy to win a championship in his first season, it was Steve Fisher. And at Michigan, that's why I was screwed up about it because I'm like, wait a minute, he didn't win in his first year with the Fab Five. He was there well before the right. Fab Five. This is a crazy story where Bill Frieder, he told the AD Bo Schembechler, he said, hey, after the season, I'm going to take the Arizona State head job. And Bo Schembechler basically said, well, you can hit the road right now. He got rid of him days before the tournament began, the NCAA tournament. So in comes Steve Fisher. So his first six wins were in the tournament. And they went on to win a championship. And it's funny, when you look at the roster, of course, you had Glenn Rice. He was the star. Ramil Robinson had some big-time contributions. And how about Rob Palenka? The GM of the Lakers, he was on that 89 Michigan team. So there you go. Wow. You know, a similar story happened at St. John's. You know, Fran Fraschella, who does these games on TV, he was coaching at St. John's. And he went for an interview. I believe he went to New Mexico for an interview. St. John's got wind of it. And I guess maybe he didn't tell. I don't know what happened. And they fired him. And honestly, after Luke Karnaseka, St. John's went down the crapper. But after Fraschella left, and he had some good teams there, they haven't really got back on track since. They really haven't. Uh, by the way, Andy, I have to share a text here real fast. I just noticed this from Arnie Spanier, our compadre yes. over here at Fox yes. Sports Radio. He writes us and says, I'm from the Bronx, lived there 12 years, born there. Don't ever do that segment again. People from Queens can't talk about the Bronx. How about that? Arnie Spanier Who's up from early Queens? on a Sunday morning. What the hell is he talking? Who's from Queens? You're not from I, Queens. I don't, I, maybe he's alleging you're from Queens, Andy. I'm from Brooklyn. Yeah, let him know. You let him I'm know. I'm from Say- Brooklyn, Spaniard. And you got a problem with me, come to me straight up, yeah. not to Brian. No. Yeah. Yeah, come you to let me, Spaniard. Yeah. Actually, oh, call he- in. Call in if you got the guts. If you got the hanging, you got the onion, Spaniard, then call in. Don't let me slow down this rant of yours, Andy. He actually texted both of us. You know, we did. So I'm he was sorry. Arnie, I'm sorry. He was texting you as well. Arnie, I apologize. Don't, Arnie. don't let a, a fact get in the way of a good rant. Hell no. I'm more Hell Brooklyn no. than you are, Spaniard. That's what I want to hear from you, Andy. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. You know what? But here's the deal. He had to leave the Bronx. He couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the toughness of the Bronx. He had to go out there with the cactus in the desert in Arizona. Shout out to Arnie being up early on a Sunday, getting his Fox Sports Radio fill. What else is there to do in Vermont? I mean, really. Think about it. You know, Arnie and I, we're getting ready for a Miami Ah! Dolphins season around the corner here, Andy. Making moves. Xavier Howard gets another contract. I think this is his ninth contract in like six years with the Dolphins somehow. But all the trades, we're ready for the aqua and orange here. Huh? Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see.
The only thing that got going for them was a fairly weak division. That's not the only. It's really, it really is. But we'll That's see. That's true. But they, they came on strong. In, team in Buffalo, kind of tough to deal yeah, with. Right we'll now. see. All right. Yeah. The question I have now: We talked about the games in hour number one, and you know we see what's going on. We know the finals are tomorrow night. I want to know why Duke is hey. I heard the intros last night. North Carolina. Oh, they're cheering through the rooftop. They introduced the starting lines for Duke. I hear the booze. Why is it? And I don't want to hear the answer. Well, they win. Well, a lot of teams win. And they're not as hated as Duke. What is the problem with Duke? I don't get it. Help me out here. Why are they? Will they not be hated now because Coach K is gone? Is the hatred finished? Well, here's the thing, Andy. You need to watch the doc. I hate Christian Leitner because <laughs> it's part of Duke. It's not just Leitner. It's the whole Duke vibe that some people just don't care for. And look, I, to be fully transparent here, I don't hate Duke. I mean, I I respect the program that they have. They've obviously been very successful. Coach K has had an unbelievable run. So I'm not a Duke hater, but if I'm just explaining why some people hate their guts, a lot of it is answered in that I hate Christian Leitner documentary. I highly encourage it if you haven't seen it. Well, the the people in Kentucky, I I live in the great commonwealth of Kentucky, and they hate Duke, and they hate Christian Leitner, and they wear those T-shirts around yeah. all the time. That, that I understand what he did to them, okay? Other than that, what about the other 49 states? Well, I think it's a combination. It's a combination of a few factors. One, yes, you have the key ingredient of highly successful, okay? And a lot of people, let's be honest, they're jealous. They're either jealous that their team doesn't have the same success, or they start resenting success over the years. And it's one of these deals where Duke, it's almost like the elitist, you know? And I don't think that Duke, certainly Coach K doesn't do it. I'll just say that about Coach K. Coach K doesn't look at the landscape of college basketball and say, we're Duke and you're not. Like He doesn't have that vibe. But there is something about it's the fraternity, you know? And if you're not in the fraternity, you'll look at that frat and say, Oh, those guys are jackasses. You know, right? Like, it's kind of that vibe with Duke that a lot of people have. If anybody should be hated, it should be North Carolina. I mean, they're always in the Final Four. Think of what they've done in Final Fours and postseason play. I mean, come nope, on. But they're- nope, 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 nope. <laughs> there, are t- there are teams that are winners, and they're not hated as much as Duke. Kentucky, they win. The Yankees, they win. The Lakers, LeBron. Okay, LeBron's there. He's hated. LeBron is hated. Oh, but I, don't, I, I don't think he's hated because he wins or what he's accomplished on the basketball court. I well, think he may be hated for his social activities on Twitter, social media, and what he stands for politically. Well, I think this, Andy. Here's the thing. You have, if you take the top team in each sport with a, a dynasty, like a run, I mean, there are teams that are as hated as Duke. Kentucky, you mentioned them. Kentucky is not Duke. Not present day. Not for the last handful of decades. They have not had a run like Duke has. If you look at football, the Patriots. Patriots. The Patriots are very Duke-like in terms of hatred. Right? There are a lot of people that hated the Patriots running success. And you, you know, you're right about that situation because the Patriots have the elitist attitude like the Patriot way. Duke doesn't have that. You're right about that. Right. And... I don't think the Warriors, certainly people hated the move from Kevin Durant joining a 73-win team. There were some uh, hateable aspects of the Warriors. I don't think they reached a Duke level of public hatred. I mean, it was it was pretty high with the KD thing, and they're mowing through the Cavs and only losing one game over two finals appearances. You know? Um, it, well, they hated KD. High. 
They hated KD. They, they didn't hate the Golden State Warriors. They hated KD. Yeah, I, I, that's why I said it didn't reach a Duke level. But I think if you go case by case and look at the team that's had a sustained run of dominance, right, a true dynasty, there have been a lot of haters that come along with that. Okay, but we don't see it in college football. Is Alabama hated in college football? Oh, absolutely. I don't think think to a Duke level. I don't think that high. But, yeah, a lot of people resent their success. It's one of these, oh, here we go again with Bama just wrecking college football in terms of winning so much. So. Yeah, I, I think that a lot of people just resent success over time. It's either they want to have the same success and haven't enjoyed it, so there's the jealousy factor. And there's also, show me something new. I'm seeing reruns all the time. There's that feel to it as well. Well, you know, if anything, it should be college football more so than Duke because there is some sort of a change in names and what happens in the Final Four in college basketball. But college football, it's basically almost the same teams every year that are the top four, top five. It really is. I hear you. I get it. But, um, you know, maybe it's the – I don't know. I don't know what exactly separates it. There is more of an elitist vibe with Duke. Listen, I can identify with this in terms of Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame football, there is, though a lot of people resent it, this hoity-toity kind of we're Notre Dame and you're not. I think there's more of that vibe collectively, not a Coach K thing, but more collectively with Duke basketball than there is Alabama football. At least that's the way I see it. You know, Notre Dame, that's a good point because Notre Dame does have the elitist attitude and the fact that they have that their own network with NBC. And they didn't want to go into the ACC and they had their own kind of deal with the ACC, with the conference situation. That I understand. It's like they're head and shoulders above everybody else. They think they're better. They got the elitist attitude. As, as far as the basketball thing with Duke, I mean, I, I think their situation, as far as the public is concerned, they look at Duke and think of their pseudo Ivy League school. Like they think it's tough admission requirements to get in. They don't cheat and they win. Yeah, and listen, there was this was Coach K from a recent video. The greatest sports venue in the world. Like, just listen to that, right? Like, it was really cool. It was like this drone was flying through campus. You see all the tents set up for the students to try to get into Cameron Indoor Stadium, and it pans over to Coach K on top of the building, and he's like, the greatest, what did he say? The greatest sports venue in the world. The greatest sports venue in the world, and the music and the way it's done, there are just, if you're not a Duke fan, you're just vomiting, like Brian Fender says, (laughs) all over the place, like, oh my gosh, like, get over yourself. There is that part of Duke that's present. There's no doubt about it. And it's funny, with the success they've had, that Cameron Indoor, I think it only seats like 9,000 people. It's not a great venue. I mean, they got the Cameron Crazies, of course, and it's probably a great place for a home team to play with the home team advantage. Sure. But other than that, it's not, it's not a big-time venue. I know it's, what you're saying. Like, It's a legendary area, but in terms of space and all that, like it's old school. It's throwback. There are some deficiencies, right? There is a downside, but it's intimate, right? It's like yeah. uh, you go to a bar and it's an intimate concert. Well, so is Butler. Yeah. Right? It is, but it doesn't have the history there. Right. It just Listen, I mean, some of it, it doesn't quite um, compute why they are so hated, right? Like, some of it is just completely over the top. 
Um, but they have been they've been a tremendous program. I think very Patriot like. No, they haven't been caught cheating the way the Patriots have. There are differences. No, when you say caught cheating, that means in your mind they have been cheating, but they everybody haven't been cheats. caught. Okay. Everybody. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, I got you there. Okay, Especially let me put the a, NIL area. A little cherry on the top of this thing. Maybe we could continue this, perhaps. You know, the job at Duke when Coach K left. There was no interview process. There was no opening for the job. It was like, okay, the guy next to Coach K, he's got the job, John Shira. I mean, come. Why is that? Why don't they open these jobs up? I mean, and I'm surprised no one nationally has said, look, you know, why didn't I get a shot for an interview? And look, when Bob Knight left Texas Tech, he, his son got the job. I mean, it happens all the time. Hey. When, when St. Peter's lost, you knew that he was going to get the Seton Hall job when Kevin Willard went to Maryland. Was it open to anybody else? I don't think so. It was like, boom, he's our guy. I, you know, well, you raise a good point in this day and age. I'm surprised. This sounds like a Rob Parker column that's about to be written right now with it going from Coach K to John Shire like that. I don't know what their process was. For all I know, maybe they did interview a few candidates. I don't know that to be sure. Uh, I'm not certain about that, but they had a succession plan in place before Coach K began his final season. It's over now that he's been ousted by North Carolina and John Shire takes over going forward. Um, but yeah, I could see someone making a big deal out yeah. of that. Um, it, it'd be the radio's the same, the same way. You know, you've you've been in radio for years. I've been in radio. That's the way they they, they cherry pick a guy. You think the the openings right now in TV when all those changes have been made with ESPN and Fox with uh, Monday night Sunday night announcers? You think that was open to the public? You think that was open to other announcers? They they knew what they were going to do. Right. Look, man, it doesn't. I I think this where I don't know what Duke's process was. If they interviewed one guy and that's it, I can see why a couple of eyebrows would be raised. If they raised if they interviewed a few uh, guys that were in the Duke pipeline and uh, okay, that changes things there. I I don't know exactly what their process was. And without knowing that, that's a big deal. But I can understand what you're saying is, hey, in this day and age of think about the NFL and the Rooney rule. Right, Yeah, if that wasn't what happened with Duke, I can understand how someone would would take issue with that. I I could understand that. I am. I really am. Are you or are you just bringing it up? No, I'm taking issue. Not, taking that I, not that I want the job. I'm not. Co- you know, the next game I coach should be my first. But the point is that I think it should be open. Really, I really do. So we'll see. Yeah. It's in this. And you're right. In this day and age, you would expect that. But you know, I don't know. He's Brian No. Get him on Twitter at the No Show. You have any comments there at Andy Furman FSO? We love to hear from you. Really, if you apply for the Duke coaching job and didn't get an answer, let's hear from you. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Eight seven seven nine nine six sixty three sixty nine. Bottom barrel betting in this hour. Brian Noah knows picks in our third hour. But one player really, really handled this deal like a pro. That's next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Disappointed, but he understood. That's right around the corner. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio, about 23 past the hour. And I got to share this tweet with you. Our good friend Justin in Cincinnati tweets us, say, why in the hell should a private university open its coaching search to anyone other than who Coach K wanted? Well, I'll tell you why. A, it doesn't make a difference if it's private or public, but if the private university is looking for a president, if the private university is looking for an athletic director, they're opening it up to everybody why shouldn't they open it up for a coach well look man i understand your stance on uh duke and i don't know how extensive their search was for the next head coach certainly john shire has been on coach k's staff so it's a very it's very similar to tampa are you going crazy about bruce arian saying i want todd Bowles to be the next head coach I mean, Different situation about- because t- I mean, in my mind tom brady forced that deal in other words it was like brady said well, I know, but I'm thinking that's why it happened. Like Brady said, I ain't coming back if Doesn't he's matter. the coach. Doesn't matter. Even if that did happen, if your stance is, well, why wasn't it an open uh, search here? Why didn't uh, Raheem Morris get a shot as the yeah. defensive no, coordinator right. with the Rams or whoever, anybody under the sun that would be interested in that job? Right? Like, so you got to be consistent. You're exactly right. And you know what? Sports and athletics and coaching are not the only profession. As I mentioned, in radio and TV, we've seen all these changes. Do you think there was – when Al Michaels went to Amazon, you think that was open to everybody? It was rumored from the get-go Al Michaels was going to get it, and he did. I mean, Joe Schmo didn't apply. He couldn't. Couldn't get the job. Well, look, you brought that up in radio. That does happen all the time. There are – you know, you feel like the ultimate sucker – yeah, there have been times throughout my career where I'm like, oh, well, there's a job opening in wherever major market. It's like, oh, and then <laughs> the next day it's filled. I, I And they know who they're going to hire before they post sure. it. I've had that situation before at companies I've worked for where they, we knew who we were going to hire and we would post the job and be like, ah, it's like an... Well, to and cover yourself legally. Like an EOE type thing, right? right. Like you, you have to legally post it, even though it's basically filled. So yeah... That type of stuff has gone on for years. And yeah, some of it should change. But if you look at what Tampa did, what Duke did, I can understand why they didn't do an exhaustive nationwide search if they have the guy who they want to take over right there with the program or the franchise in Tampa's case. I hear what you're saying. we got a caller in Baltimore, Maryland. Tony T with Brian Nolan, Andy Furman on Fox Sports Sunday. Good morning, Tony T. Hey, guys, I've been listening to the show for a long time because I'm old. I get up early, so <laughs> I thoroughly enjoy 
thoroughly enjoy the show. But the Duke thing, um, Andy, you'll appreciate this. I grew up in Urbana, Ohio, AK Mayberry RXD, right down I-70. Yep. My uncle lives in Westchester. But anyway, I'm familiar with the area. Um, somehow we had a great tennis team in the 70s, even though it was a small town. And we, uh, I played number one for Ohio U back in the day. And we played North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia Tech, Georgia, and Duke. The vibe of those guys, I'll never forget it. I've hated Duke ever since. They're the most, <laughs> they just jerks. It's just bizarre. Oh, you podunk Ohio U. They are absolutely, and think about how condescending tennis players are then. Multiply that by Duke. It was sad. I hear you. All right. Wow. Go Bobcats. Go Bobcats. Well, no, I've been going to Ohio State games since I was a kid. I went to Ohio U because I liked the campus. I was always going to go to Ohio State. And a week before I signed my scholarship with Ohio State, I visited Ohio U and I went, man, I I don't want to go on a bus to class. So I ended up going to Ohio U. I'm a big Buckeye football fan, though. There you go. Have a great day. Thank you for the call. All right, we move on. Uh, let's talk about the situation now with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Tyreek Hill trade, which I'm sure, like, you know, uh, your Miami Dolphins, they, they give up uh, a ton for Tyreek Hill. It's going to help. There's no doubt about that. But Patrick Mahomes is rather shocked with the whole deal, and he spoke to a Sports Illustrated earlier this week. He said, quote, it more surprised me whenever it got to the point where we were really considering trading him. And uh, I guess Mahomes never thought things would get to the point where the Chiefs would think about trading their star receiver. But I will say this. He took the high road. He showed a lot of class. He wasn't jumping up and down and screaming and pointing fingers. And he was kept in the loop. And that yeah. was a good thing, I think, with the club. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I don't know why teams have resisted that. You know, I can understand how Seattle didn't want to make Russell Wilson the de facto GM, right? Or Aaron right. Rodgers the de facto GM. There is a limit to what you will do that they want done. But to include them and to keep them a part of the process – that makes a big difference, Andy. And yeah, I can't under, I can't see Mahomes just being giddy like, "Hey, we traded away Tyreek Hill." It didn't just make his day, but at least he was part of the process, and it wasn't just done. It was like, "Oh, hey, by the way, Mahomes, we got rid of Tyreek Hill." That's a completely different deal if that's the way it went down. You're exactly right. And after the trade went down, Hill's agent Drew Rosenhaus he revealed the other day that he came close to getting a new deal in Kansas City, but things fell apart when the Devontae Adams got a new contract from the Raiders following his trade from Green Bay to Las Vegas, and I guess the the checkbook. Went up, 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 and uh, Tyreek said, hey, if he's getting that, I want to get this, and away they went. Yeah, the the dominoes, it's interesting how they went, right? Because, hey, if Tyreek Hill and the Chiefs were offering a, a competitive deal, they were offering him quite a bit, not what Miami offered him, and that was the, the change right there, but a lot. And if Tyreek had signed before the Devontae Adams trade – He would obviously still be in KC, so it's just interesting how that played out. But yeah, you bring it back to Mahomes. Mahomes is just a pro. Mahomes could easily make this a bigger issue and say some things publicly. And I mean, if we're trying to be a championship team, Tyreek Hill's a big part of our success, and I don't know why we would do this, and yada, yada, yada. He's a pro. He is absolutely exactly what you would want as the right. leader and foundation of your franchise. Took the high road. I like that. And, and speaking of Tyreek Hill, he had a five-year deal, $142.5 million with the Dolphins. And, you know, when I, when I hear these salaries, and God bless these guys. They want to get the money. It's fine. They got a short window to get this money, and that's good. Injuries are a factor. I get it. 
But eventually, they're going to price themselves out, and they're worried about the situation now where I live in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow, because when his contract comes up, he's going to get some big-time money. And what happens when you get the big-time money? It hurts everybody else. And I don't well, see quarterbacks kind of doing what Tom Brady did with their contract. And right. Maybe because, because of his wife. Maybe. I, I don't well, know why. Well, hey, look, don't. man. You take a hometown discount, you're in a better position to win a Super Bowl. But right. listen – Patrick Mahomes, it's not exactly a hometown discount when he's making close to half a billion dollars collectively over the span of his contract, but he could have commanded more and didn't. So he could have easily been like, wait a minute, I gave you guys a bit of a break. I I could have absolutely uh, demanded more money and gotten it. And the next thing I know, Tyreek Hill is out of town. It's like he could have made an issue out of this and credit to him. He didn't. Because what's done is done. What good does it do to bellyache after what has happened already? And the other part of this is with Tyreek Hill, I mean, I'm I'm curious if he regrets this. Going from Mahomes to Tua? It's not like the Chiefs were offering minimum wage. He was going to make $1.95 staying in Kansas City. And this idea of the allure of being the highest paid guy. How long was Devontae Adams the highest paid guy? Like Tyreek Hill isn't going to be the <laughs> highest paid guy for long. So I, I'm just telling you, Eddie, he might very well halfway through the season I'm go, oh gosh, I, I, I yeah. kind of long for the days with Mahomes and KC right now. Yeah, and of course the wins too in KC. He's yeah. Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. We're Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Teams are calling, so don't be surprised if he returns. But this man always returns every hour with the latest in sports. His name is Brian Fenley. Andy Furman, this whole talk about you and posting jobs, I think you got most of your jobs from a classified section of the newspaper. You read through them, thumb through Indeed. them. Indeed. Indeed yeah. I did. Indeed. Indeed. I, lo- I like what you did right there. Well well, well played, sir. So Indeed. final four from Saturday, college basketball and number two Duke face plants as they get beat by number eight North Carolina, 81 to 77, marking the end of head coach Mike Krzyzewski's storied career losing in the final four and now UNC is going to be taking on number one Kansas after they beat Villanova 81 to 65 no Justin Moore he was out injured David McCormick though coming in strong with 25 points for KU in the NBA the Brooklyn Nets they got 55 points from Kevin Durant and that was not enough to get past the Hawks 122 to 115 the final the Warriors secure play Playoff berth after they stick it to the Jazz, 111-107. The Heat roll past the Bulls, 127-109. Jimmy Butler supplying 22 points. Joel Embiid dabbling into double figures in both points and rebounds, 29 points, 14 rebounds to throttle the 76ers past the Hornets, 144-114. to The Cavs are victorious against the Knicks, 119-101. to Darius Garland, 24 points and 13 assists. Final round of the PGA Tours Texas Open is coming up later today. Brant Snedeker is part of a four-way tie for first, all with a one-shot lead going into the final round. By the way, the Masters starts on Thursday. And finally, the Cup Series. NASCAR back at it on Fox today from Richmond. 3.30 p.m. Eastern time is when things get started and the coverage starts. Ryan Blaney has earned 
the pole. With that, let's get back to two guys who are in the pole position of sports radio. It is Brian O and Andy Furman. Thank you so much, Dean and our kid. I'm a comeback. That's right around the corner. We got bottom barrel betting at about seven, eight minutes for now. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman, and we are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And the man that just won't go away, Colin Kaepernick. Yesterday, he was named honorary captain for the University of Michigan Maize and Blue Spring Game. That's not the only thing, B. You know, he played for Jim Harbaugh, the Michigan coach, when he coached the 49ers for four years from 2011 to 2014. Now the talk is that at least eight, eight teams have contacted Kaepernick for his services. He hasn't taken the field since 2016. Why would a league that he sued welcome him back? I don't get it. I really don't. Well, Brian Flores is suing the NFL. He's on Pittsburgh's yeah. coaching staff. Yeah. So, You're right I about mean, that. like, yeah. if teams – here's the thing, Andy. If teams think that Colin Kaepernick could be a big help, you know, he would be on a roster. <laughs> like, that's – they don't care about him suing the NFL. If he was just a flat-out baller – and, let's see, he was, he was good. He was, you know, average to good, somewhere in that middle ground for his career – um, if he was better than that, he, he would have been on a team, right? And so that has a lot to do with the equation. We can't just overlook that. I did a blind resume test the other day, and if you were not listening to Friday Night Overnight Radio, Andy, you might have missed this. I probably wasn't. Shame on you, Andy. You know, going to bed before 3 a.m., how dare you? But um, <laughs> like I love the blind resume test with college basketball before the tournament. Because you're just not swayed by brand recognition or a lack of brand recognition, right? You're just looking at the credentials. And so if you do that with a couple of quarterbacks, listen to this. You tell me what you think about this resume. Okay. Okay, so starter uh, record 13-8. and Completion percentage is 66.2% for his career. Career passer rating is 88.8. All right. What do you think about that? That body a, good, a good backup. Or maybe he should play in the arena league. Okay, that would be Tua Tungavailoa. Those oh, are wow. his numbers right there. Oh, now, oh. what do you think about this? Record as a starter, 28-30. and 30. Career completion percentage, 59.8. Career passer rating, 88.9. Okay, I would say a tremendous backup, but I know that you're going to fool me, and he's probably a starter. Those are Kaepernick's numbers. Oh, Okay, who? That's what he put up. He had under 60% completion percentage. His passer rating is 88.9 for his career. Tua's passer rating is 88.8 for his career. They're almost identical. Like, what do you think? Who would be drooling if Tua Tungavailoa took five years off or or wasn't playing for whatever reason, for combination of reasons? He's not playing for the next five years. Who's lining up to be like, oh, this guy can make a world of difference for our franchise? But there are some clubs that are hurting quarterback-wise. And honestly, even when Tua was out of the league for the very first time years ago, and he's still out of the league, obviously, but it was Pete Carroll who was very, very uh, outspoken about he'd like to have him back. So now with the Seahawks, with Russell right. Wilson gone, yeah. I got to believe that Tua, I mean, Colin Kaepernick could be right. uh, at least an option with Drew Locke there. Hey, I hear option. you. I totally hear you. And with all those numbers that I just mentioned – Colin Kaepernick is still, even five years removed, he's a better option than some of these backup quarterbacks. Right. So right. if a team is thinking, we need to upgrade at least our backup quarterback, yeah, 
if, if you want to kick the tires on Colin Kaepernick, if you want to bring him in, if you want to acquire him, go for it. Absolutely. But I just think this, Andy, there are teams that are going to think about the whole thing where he's been out of football for five years. We know that right or wrong, the circus is coming to town in terms of media coverage if we acquire this guy. Do we want to sign up for a week-in, week-out? Hey, is Kaepernick starting this week? Is he starting this week? Is he starting this week? That's the way it's going to be with some franchises. And is it going to be a big deal if we move on and release the guy? Like, Do we want to sign up for all that comes along with it? That's what Teams are going to be asking themselves. And if they say, yeah, we're still going to be better off for it, then God bless you. Go for it. But it's all about actions, Andy. It's more than just words. All these teams are interested in talking and blah, blah. Until it's action, it doesn't mean anything. I see better than I hear. That's, sure. a, that's a quote out of Marvin Lewis. He used to use that all the time, former Bengals coach. But you look at the Tennessee Titans. they got Ryan Tannehill and what Logan Woodside is his backup. Yeah. I, I take a chance maybe with Colin Kaepernick, and I'm sure he's not going to come with too much of a, of a heavy-duty yeah. contract with a lot of incentives, I think, how many downs he'll play, whatever it may be. But I don't think he's going to make a lot of money. And, you know, for a backup, and he's admitted that he wouldn't mind coming to the NFL to be a backup. Well, uh, to me, that's the better spot for him is to get in there. Of course, it's going to be an upgrade. Like some of these teams that you're really trying to find a solution at quarterback, he's not going to be that guy. He's just not right. going to be a franchise quarterback after five years removed. Like that's right. just he wasn't that guy at the end, you know. Right. So I am not rooting against him if a team thinks he can help them. Even as a backup, like it's a better, um, you're, you have a better backup, um, then yeah, by all means. But if you have hoop dreams of him coming in, uh, competing for the starting job, and then being a difference maker, it's just, it's not going to happen. I have He's nothing been out of against football him. too long right. for that. No to doubt. Happen. I have nothing against him, but I'd love to see him get a shot. Why? It's another storyline for the National Football League. It'd be great. I mean, it keeps the National Football League in the in the not that they need it, but there'll be more stories and there'll be a lot of congregation around whatever team has him as far as practices and things like that. Like you say, will he start this week? What's going on? How's he? Right. How's he? Right. And that's great. That's good for the league. I mean, I like I, that. I just I I think of it differently, Andy. I think the initial storyline of him getting on a team. It'd be an interesting storyline, and I think it would get tiresome real fast, which is, is, is Cap starting this week? Is he starting next week? What about the week after that? What about the week after that? Well, if the, <laughs> if, like, if, if the starter gets be, hurt. It, it would be coverage about a dude that's he's not going to be a top 10, upper echelon, difference-making guy. He's been out of football too long, and the coverage would greatly surpass <laughs> whatever potential impact he would right. have on the field. That's that's the only thing I would be like, oh, my gosh, here we go again. We're, we're having all this coverage about a Ford Taurus. It's like, why? It's right. not a sports car, right? You're, you're exactly right. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We have Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. Is it a sport? Is it a game? Not really. It's more like a war. We call it bottom barrel betting, and it's freaking next. Bottom barrel betting coming right up. It's about 12 minutes now before the top of the hour. And this is Fox Sports Sunday. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. we got a game to play. Let's play it. You got that thing for me? It's bottom. Oh, no. I thought you was late. Barrel. barrel. You put my money to sleep. You go get my money or I'll put your 
brain to sleep. Yes, it is. Our host and yours as well, the amazing BT. What's up, Andy and Brian? How you guys doing this morning? How you doing? Good, bud. Pretty good, How's man. your world? What's going on with you, Brandon? What happened this week with you? Um, uh, Not much, man. Uh, no? Just watched the slap probably 400 times. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> finished, you know, caught up on Better Call Saul. Oh, no, really? Pretty, you know, uh, I watched the first season. Way too wordy. Way too much about the sandpiper, whatever, lawyer, mumbo-jumbo. We needed action. I needed some better. shoot 'em ups you know? I know it gets better. better. I just I couldn't get past the first season, man. First season's rough, but it gets a lot better. But right. let's play this game we got it. going right now, bottom yeah. barrel betting. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's Monday hear it. night. Oh, sorry. Last week, Andy, you went two and three, and Brian, you went four and one. Mm. So Brian, pretty solid, pretty week. solid. You know, it's becoming old hat here, Andy. You see how he tried to bury really. the results? I, I think he's like, ah, oh, man, I hate to deliver more bad news for Andy Furman here. He tried Not to really. just gloss I, I was right hot. over it. The last two weeks, I kind of slumped, but I was hot for a while there. You know. Hmm. He's got to start sending more letters to Coach K. Monday night is the national championship game between Kansas and North Carolina. We'll be seeing a matchup of two of the best cards in the NCAA, Caleb Love and Ochai Abaji. Yeah. Andy and Brian, which card this, finishes this game with the higher field goal percentage, Ochai or Love? Higher field goal percentage. Uh, I got to go with Abaji. He was lights out, six for seven from three-point range. Caleb Love, I mean, he might drop close to 30 again. But, uh, uh, I mean, he's not bad with efficiency, but not quite the same, at least as of late. So I'll go with Abaji. I'm going with Caleb. I have a lot of confidence in Caleb. All right. Well, fun fact, both UNC and Kansas scored 81 points in their final Final four wins, which means Monday's game could turn into a back-and-forth shootout. But let's look at the second half of this game. Annie and Brian, over or under 15-and-a-half made free throws between the two teams in the second half. Oh, definitely over. Definitely over. Wow. In the second half, that's it, huh? What did you say? 15-and-a-half? That's the line? 15-and-a-half is the line. (sighs) I'm going to take the under... Really? Uh, it's a good line by you. I'm just looking at the Duke-North Carolina game last night. So just total, I don't know, first half, second half, but total, 29. So, I mean, that, that's right on the cusp there. I'm going to take the under on that one. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk some baseball. At long last, opening day is this week. The Angels are home to two of the previous AL MVPs, Shohei Otani and Mike Trout. Otani will start opening day. With Trout being in center field, Otani, Otani will also DH. Mm-hmm. Andy and Brian, will we see either Otani or Trout homer on opening day? Mm. Wow, well, we get a get a couple of bullets there, right? Like to hit the target. Find out who they're playing opening day. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no. No homers. First day, Trout's yes. been out for a long time. You're going yes. You're seeing. I'm going yes because right I think now. it's in the script. Okay. Oh, wait, are they home opening day? Yeah. Are they open at home? They open at home. home. Oh, definitely. Definitely, yes. Yes. Definitely, yes. yes. Definitely, yes. What's the uh, betting line if both of them homer on opening day, Andy? What would you set the odds at? Plus what? Plus uh, 1,200? What odds are you thinking here? 
plus 1,700, maybe. Plus, I okay. <laughs> I will tell you this much, though. They're going to throw him a meatball if, if the score's out of whack. By the one way, of those guys got a home Brandon, run. who's your favorite baseball team? I am a New York Yankees fan. You are and a Yankees fan. Yeah, you, I'm from you and San Chris. Diego, from San yeah. Diego, so I root for the Padres. Okay. But, you know, yeah. I'm a New but York Yankees fan. Lake. They lost to the Reds yesterday. Who cares? It's spring training. Yeah, spring know, training. Right. Who cares? I got to count the wins when I can. All right. right, Some big moves were made this offseason, including two players going home to their hometown clubs. Matt Olson was traded to his hometown Atlanta Braves, and Freddie Freeman signed with his hometown Dodgers. Both will make their debuts this week. Annie and Brian, by the start of next week's show, who will finish the week with the highest on-base percentage. Oh, Freddie Freeman. Freddie Freeman. Wow, on-base percentage, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go Freddie Freeman. Give me double F. With the yeah. Dodgers all-star F lineup squared. right there. there yeah, I'm going to say he gets off to a good start. Beautiful. And finally, let's bet on the Grammys since the Oscars were so oh, fun to oh, bet nice. on last yeah, week. Let's do it. One of my favorite tweets from last week's crazy Oscars moment was from comedian Sam Morrell, who tweeted, I can't believe a famous celebrity slapped a comedian on live TV and it wasn't Kanye. Kanye, who was banned from this year's Grammys event, is up for four Grammys this year for his album Donda. Andy uh-huh. and Brian, over or under one and a half Grammys for Kanye's album Donda? Who's up? That's a good Brian's line up. by you. He's not going to get shut out. Not going to get shut out. <sighs> give me the give me the under. I'm going to yeah. say one. He gets one. Yeah, I'm going with that too. I'm going under. Under. There we go. And that is bottom right. barrel betting. Good job, boys. Right. There you go. Nice. Now, how do you join this exclusive club? We have the answer for you and more next on Fox Sports Sunday. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
What's the price of admission? Well, we'll get to that in just about a minute. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, America. This is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. He's Brian Noam, Andy Furman. And now, without further ado, let me introduce my partner, the aforementioned Brian No. Hello, B. How are you? Hour three. We're rocking and rolling today. Good to be rocking and rolling with you here, Andy Furman. Good stuff Thank last you. night. Drama. 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 Coach K, done. Mm-hmm. Yes. But all those storylines, the game lived up to the hype, man. Duke, North Carolina yes. was a tremendous game. And we'll continue with that. But first, we want to welcome a new member to the Fox Sports Radio family, Central Oregon's new sports radio station, 96.9 The Ticket in Bend, Oregon, home of the Trailblazers, Seahawks, and Oregon State football and basketball. Their president, Keith Shipman. Welcome. Welcome to Fox Sports Radio, a new family member. Thank you so very much. How do you like that? I just that? love the idea of somebody in Bend, Oregon. Like, oh, let's give this new station a, a try over here. 96.9 The Ticket. Yeah. Huh. Bronx Talk Radio. Uh, it's a little different. It's a little different. <laughs> like, that being their first introduction to Fox Sports Radio, this off-the-wall zany thing we do at the end of the first hour. Maybe we'll it's hear It's a funny someone. visual for me. We'll hear from someone from the uh, 96.9 The Ticket in Oregon. We'll see. Who knows? You know, you talk about the NCAA tournament, and certainly there's a lot of drama, and Coach K is going to be the big shadow hovering over the entire situation, you know, for the next couple of days at least, for what a career he had, and rightfully so. But I want to throw something out there that, uh, you know, maybe people don't care, they don't know. I I felt pretty good about that because I grew up – in the big city. I grew up in the Big Apple. I don't care what Arnie Spanier said. I grew up in Brooklyn. Which borough? I, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Right. The borough of yeah. kings and churches. All right? Mm-hmm. And I used to go to the NIT every year. And that was when the NIT. And I live. Thank you. When the NIT had all the teams come to New York City, not just for the semis and the finals. All the teams were there for a week. And Xavier University of Cincinnati won the NIT this year. Kind of a strange situation. They let their coach go. He was gone. Travis Steele was gone. No kinda... one cares about Xavier. Well, they, they care about the I'm NIT. Sorry, did I say that? Staten Island! They, but they, they came back and they won the NIT. However, here's the question I have for you or anybody else okay. who wants to answer it. If you had a choice, if you had a choice, would you rather win the NIT or go to the NCAA and get bounced out in the first round? I mean, what kind of choice is that? Well, you may have that choice. If you had like, the choice, why why would you want to get? Well, don't make I don't like how it's set up. You know, okay. like would you rather lose in the NCAA in the first round or in the play-in, or have the opportunity to win the NIT? Well, and I obviously you're not going to get that choice. I put it this way: if I'm a a high a lower seated team, right, and I have a tough road, it's very possible I get bounced in the first round. I'd rather be in that position than have a, a great chance to win the NIT. Does that make sense to you? Yeah. Where you're going to be a, a smaller fish in a big pond in the NCAA tournament? That's where I want to be. I'd rather not be a bigger fish in a smaller pond, which is the NIT tournament, depending on which team you happen to be there. And I'll say this. I don't think St. Peter's would have made it to the finals in the NIT. I think they did what they should have done, and they, they made a lot of noise in the NCAA. Yeah. I mean, I, you always want a shot. This came up quite a bit where uh, with uh, Oregon football when I was doing the radio in Portland over there. Yeah, it was like, would you rather the Oregon Ducks go to a a big time like New Year's Six bowl game? Let's say the Rose Bowl. You go to the Rose Bowl, win that thing, or would you rather be in the college football playoff and get steamrolled by five touchdowns? And it's like, I, I think it's a defeatist attitude. You want to be in. 
the main party. You want to sure. get to the college football playoff, even if you get absolutely demolished, you at least have a shot to win it all. That's where you want to be. And more than that, money's a factor. I think there's obviously more money. If you get bounced out in the NCAA the first round, I think that may be more money than probably even going to the finals in the NIT. I don't know, but I think exposure and, and money. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Yeah, I uh, I went to a school, San Diego State, and we made the NIT, I believe, once or twice when I was there. And we made the NCAA tournament, I think, twice when I was there. Right. And How many years were you there? Seven years? I was I there mean, for five. On. For five oh, years. I, I took a victory lap. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, the NIT was really only fun just because we got to host maybe one or two more games the rest of the season. Um, but yeah, 100% make the NCAA tournament and get bounced in the yeah. first round. Yeah, I, I, I hear what you say. Because, it's yeah. better for recruiting, especially for those smaller teams. I mean, right. I know you threw out the option of, you know, maybe those smaller teams would want to get the chance at the NIT. I, I think the opposite. I think it's a lot better for recruiting. You're on the national stage. People see your logo. People see your uniforms. They maybe want to go there, maybe want to transfer there. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I just think it's better to make the big dance instead of... There's no yeah. doubt. And look, there's no team in America. There's no team on God's green earth that starts the season off in October saying, boy, I can't wait to go to the NIT this year. It's, it's right. an afterthought. No, That's no what it is. That. Right. It used but to be the, the tournament, not anymore. No. Let me throw this at you, though, Andy, in a little bit of a different direction. It's just what Brandon said made me think of it, where the NIT, you have home games. What do you think about the NCAA tournament doing this. They do it on the women's side. You have home games. There was, remember Creighton? Uh, They beat Iowa. And Iowa, it was a packed house, right? Iowa was a fun team to watch. Right. And a former Iowa player was then with Creighton and hit the the go-ahead three-pointer late. But the point is, if you look at the men's side, these neutral sites, and they are dead. There's no atmosphere whatsoever. They're half-filled, maybe. It was nice to see last night, the Final Four. It's just packed to the gills. It's like, what do you know? There are fans at these things. Would you like to see the first couple of rounds be at home arenas instead of a neutral site? It would certainly be a big advantage. There's no doubt about that. I, I think they would sell out. I think they'd certainly be well-served. I think it would be exciting. But I, I think that, A, they may be too small. I mean, to some to some games, it may be too small, but I, I think... What do you it, mean, it, too small? I mean, for some teams, I mean, some teams do travel well, and uh-huh. some teams... But, but again, I think the advantage factor is, is a big deal. Yeah. Well, I, listen, there are two things. Uh, one, if you're big on upsets, they're going to be harder to come by. Not impossible, but harder. If St. Peter's right. had to go and play at Kentucky, that's a different deal than playing a neutral site game. So you would see fewer upsets. And if you love the charm of Cinderella, sorry, don't hate me, Andy. I know you said anybody who uses that is a moron. (laughs) I love the term Cinderella. If you're pro Cinderella and the upsets, you wouldn't like that model of home games in the NCAA tournament. But if you're a fan of atmosphere and actually having a home crowd and, you know, cheering, if you're into that sort of thing, then yeah. It would make more sense to do what the ladies do and have home games for the early rounds of the of the tournament. I hear what you say. And by the way, you know, I, I can't win. I can't win. I, I get Justin from Cincinnati tweets, I'd like producer Brandon getting involved, so don't run him off. When the hell did I run him off? I mean, what's going on? This guy, Justin's killing me. Killing me. To, Brandon, did Why? I run you off? Did you I know run what? you, you know off? What? You were very kind. You did yeah. not run me thank off. Thank you. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Unbelievable. You know what? You, you kind of... 
Follow me on this one, Andy. Yes, all right. You've said this numerous times. Kevin Durant comes to mind, right? right. Where it's just yeah. like, KD, what do you care what these people are saying about you? If they have something negative to say, who cares? And then you will turn around and one tweet from Justin and you're just, you're in a tizzy over here. You know what I mean? Like, who cares? Right? No, you're right. Especially from him. I mean, but really. No, no, no. Like, Justin's great. I love Uh, Justin. He does a great job supporting the show. But if he has something to say, like, Andy, why why this and why not that? Like, why don't you just keep it pushing? Well, it was amusing because I didn't think I ran him off. That's why I okay. kind of mentioned it. But you're right. And, and the big talk around here now was with the local talkers, get this one. Should Xavier raise a banner for the NIT Xavier, title? No one cares about Xavier. No, but would it, okay, should a team, blank, fill in the blank, <laughs> raise a banner if they win the NIT title? I say definitely, of course you would. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. You, you would raise a banner in your gym for, yeah. for conference tournaments and conference championships. Yeah. This is a major tournament. Why not? That's fine. Right? You won the whole thing. I wouldn't say right. it's a major tournament. No, it's not. It's a That's tournament. A lie. It's a postseason tournament. You know, your team it's number 69 and after yeah. in that thing, you know? There you go. Roughly. It depends how you look at it with the at-large bids of the NCAA tournament. But you're not one of the 68 teams in the NCAA tournament. So I can't say it's a big-time tournament if you win the NIT, but you still won a tournament. And yeah. it's a notable tournament. Yeah, you would hang a banner. It doesn't have to be a large one, but yeah, it should be in the rafters. Although this is the last year they say it's going to be in Madison Square Garden. Yeah, what's up? Where's it going to be? Vegas, uh, they say. Yeah. Or I thought there was another place, too, that it might be. I loved it in New York. There's just an electricity there, man. Takes away a little bit of the shine, I think, playing in the world's greatest arena. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Okay. Now, here's the deal. I, I mentioned, like, how do you join this exclusive club? Uh, the Blue Bloods. I hear this term all the time. I thought who it was the, the Fenley Blue- Fanatics. I thought Same you were going to go there. <laughs> who, who are the Blue Bloods? Who are they? How do you get in? Tell me what. Fill me in on this Blue Blood stuff. I mean, what is it all about Blue Bloods? Tell me. I mean, I mean it's th- just about a prestigious history, right? Like, if you think about Villanova, maybe that's a good example. Villanova, they had a chance to win their third championship in six tournaments, right? We didn't right. have the... The COVID year got knocked out in 2020, right. but, um, you know, it, to win three tournaments in six, uh, in, in a six year span or to win three times in six tournaments, right. uh, that would have been a heck of a run by Villanova, but they you wouldn't be a blue blood, blood because no. they don't have the history of a Kentucky, a Duke, those type of schools. So it's, you know, it's just sustained success for a long, long period of time. That's it. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to say this. In other words, you have to have success or a lot of wins because I, I went back and I got the all-time college win list. Kentucky, Kansas, North Carolina, Duke. Those are the top four yeah. teams. Okay, I consider them blue bloods, right? Yeah. Long history. UCLA. Of they don't. UCLA, UCLA Finley will start seven. writing letters and sending them to you if you don't include UCLA there. Okay, UCLA, I guess you consider them a blue blood, but they're seventh in the list. You know who five and six are? Temple and Syracuse. Would you consider Temple no. and Syracuse blue bloods? No. Okay, so blue blood means you a long history of sustained success. Right, you yeah. have to. And recently, Temple has not had success of the last seven to ten years. No, like we love the John Cheney years, but bro, you got to win titles. I agree. <laughs> You've got to win rings over okay. there, and no, absolutely not for our either. Man of Chris, our man Chris has a list. What kind of list? Yeah, it's have? it's very simple. Blue blood. You can't. There is no way to join a blue blood. It is set in stone. It's UCLA, Kentucky, 
Indiana, yeah. North Carolina. I. It's funny because like I, I guess Indiana. Duke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indi- absolutely. Indiana, Indiana has five titles, Andy. They're more of a blue like, blood. All of that history of Indiana. What have they done lately? What have they done? It lately? doesn't matter. Once you okay, once well. you are a blue blood, you are forever a blue blood. Oh, is like, that what it is? Like just because Notre Dame hasn't won since the '80s does not make them not a blue blood in you let football. Them know. What? I'm saying I agree. I was saying yeah. you let them know, Chris. That's yeah, exactly I'm just right. saying like Notre Dame is through the history of football. You can't erase that, even though they've not really done they haven't won a, a title since what is it 80 89 88 so like yeah this is set in stone it's indiana kansas ucla kentucky north carolina and duke is really the last blue blood in once they came in what and, about louisville would you say louisville no is a blue they don't no they don't get oh, to me like okay. I, i'm saying this is a closed club and duke was the last one in and i think a lot of that was coach k and maybe that kind of creates the heat because like it's I don't know. They straddle that line between blue blood and nouveau reach. I don't think Duke was much before Coach K. I'll tell you, there's but, a tweener. Yeah, Who's that? I would say the Jayhawks are a tweener, but they they get they get to be blue blood because they started the whole. The I whole know damn they've sport. won three, <laughs> three right. If they yeah. win again, getting to four, and of course you're just like sustained but it's, it's, success. It's the history, right? But they, they, they're, they're a little tweener, tweenerish. They've had a lot of success, but only three three championships. So Villa, Villanova's a blue blood. No, they're no. nouveau riche. No, nouveau riche. they're nouveau riche. They so it, they, they can never yeah. be a blue. What what if they won? Yeah, blue blood is close. This it's year? old money. It's old money. Uh, New money doesn't saying. get to become old money. Oh, it's it's the okay. country club that nobody else can enter into. I'm really glad you filled me in on this. I'm, ser- I'm serious about that because <laughs> I, I had no I had no idea. I came out hearing the term blue blood and say, well, how do you become a blue blood? Term for new blood. I don't know. Like you Nouveau Riche. Blood I, I like Nouveau Riche. I, I like I, Nouveau Riche too. I think I Brent like Musburger it's, used it's too it to, hoity-toity. I don't like it. Brent Musburger, I think, used that to describe like Miami football in the '80s, okay. like as Nouveau Riche. So I've yeah. just always kind of cleaved to that as Chris. I'm impressed. Yeah, I am impressed. Big words here. I don't know half of the things you just. said. I am there, so Chris. impressed with your knowledge. Now you don't know. Oh, really? God, my, stop my head it. is spinning. Now, where did you get this list? I, I love it. I really. I'm, it reads the South China Times. No, this was not in the South China Morning Post. It is just common knowledge that these are the schools, these are the states that represent the breadth and history of college basketball. And Villanova's nouveau riche, and they're knocking on the door. Who's after that? Who's a possibility? They can knock on the door all they want. They're not getting in. Okay. Period. Nobody is. Syracuse doesn't get in. Michigan State doesn't get in. What about Michigan? Doesn't get in. Say they're already in. Yes. Kansas. I mean, three rings. Yes. Indiana's in. Look, Kansas gets in just because they they like that's the birthplace of the whole damn sport. Love Larry Brown. No, it's the birthplace of the sport. It was invented in Kansas. Right. He he taught there. The inventor. He taught at Kansas. There you Mm -hmm. go. Doctor Naismith. Well, we move on. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Anybody else with a comment could get us on Twitter at the No Show. At Andy Furman FSR or better yet, 877-99 on Fox. That translates to 877-996-6369. We got Brian No and No's picks. When? At the end of this hour, so don't go anywhere. Take a look at who's on the outside waiting to get called. That's next. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God. We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It's 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. These are the best, or the rest. That, in just about a minute. He's Brian No, I'm Andy Furman. We are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And B, got a couple of people want to chime in here, I guess, about Blue Bloods. We'll see who they are, what they have to say. Steve, in Kansas City on Fox Sports Sunday with Brian No and Andy Furman. Hello, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. I got to talk to you about Kansas, man. I don't see how you can say they're on the fringe there. We're, we got the wingest program of all time. And let me ask you one question: uh, Duke and, or sorry, uh, North Carolina and Kentucky are on your list, no doubt, right? Is yes. there a North Carolina and Kentucky program without Adolph Ruff and Dean Smith, who came from Kansas, learned how to play at Kansas, Kansas boys, went on to be historic coaches? I mean, like we got the wingest program. We actually have five titles. Before the NCAA tournament, there was the Helms Championships. We have two of those. That doesn't count. That's like that's like saying the Browns have won ten Super Bowls because they're winning okay, championships but, before yeah, the yeah. Super Bowl era. Right. But we're the winningest program ever. We got Wilt Chamberlain, JoJo White, Clyde Lavella, Danny Manning. I mean, we're we're definitely blue blood. We're top of the we're the cream of the crop. I mean, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. I say tweener status. I mean, I get everything that he's saying. I think if it comes down to it and it's like the dunk contest, you give them the passing grade of, yes, they are a blue blood. But at the end of the day, regular season wins are one thing. Championships are another. They have three at the end of the day. They have three of them. That's the same number as Villanova. And we don't have Villanova on our blue blood list. So, right. yes, they, they have but, a lot. Of, they have credentials, Andy, but I think it's more right. tweener status than, oh, surefire. You can't even question this. No doubt about it. I, I don't go but there. But championships certainly count. But, uh, you know, my list, and maybe I'm off base they here. They count maybe the Chris most. Yeah, I understand. But Kentucky's got 2,327 wins, and they've had 118 seasons played. The first season is 1903. Kansas has 23-23 wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's four wins behind prior to the tournament, I guess. They played 123 seasons starting in 1899, and their winning percentage is far be- below Kentucky. Okay. Kentucky has a 76 Great. win percentage. But again, it's uh, it's all about titles. That's what matters the most. UCLA has fallen on tough times in comparison to where yeah. they were. They've got 11 freaking titles. Like Kansas has three. Kentucky has eight. Like, I don't want to hear the argument about regular season wins. It's all about titles. Well, and then according to that, then Villanova should be a blue blood. No, they the because they've had Kansas. two of them within the last six tournaments. No, so no, it's old money like Chris is talking about. Uh, okay, the Ed Pinkney okay, no, days, that's the only thing old school in 85. Like, everything else no, is present you. day. 
I think no, going to the old school, like claiming Helm Championship is there. That that I know yeah, you're going to discredit. I, I know you're just going to discredit. But again, part of being a blue blood is also a history that is just the yeah. it, it's old old history. I hear what you're saying. They've Adolf got a Rupp. cool the Rock Chuck. Jay. They've got history. They've got pageantry. I get, they're in the club, but not the. Uh, Oh no! They don't no, have the accolades. The yeah. yeah, they don't have the accolades of like a, a, a right. Kentucky or a North Carolina no, for sure. They're not. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. You, you're teaching me. I love it. Van in Alabama on Fox Sports Sunday with Brian Owen, Andy Furman. Hello, Van. What's up? Roll Tide. I am an Alabama graduate. I don't have to defend my football team, but uh, yeah, I'll, y'all hit on the points just 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 in the last few minutes. I was going to defend Nova. They got three championships, six Final Fours. But I think yeah. Kansas is, is a blue blood, and I think Villanova should be. You know, 85 is 40 years ago. I graduated college in 83. So that's a, I was a young man back then. And my by the way, my cousin was the first All-American basketball player at the University of Alabama, which we had, had a whole lot of those. That was, was way that? back. Way back. Who was he? That was way back. Uh, Lindy Hood. My mother's maiden mm-hmm. name's Hood. Distant cousin. There you go. Never knew the man. He died, I think, before I was born. He played well, you know, I, I'm hearing what you say, Van. I, I'm in your corner with the Villanova thing with the three titles. But here's the deal. Who makes the decision who gets in? I mean, is it all locked and you can't get into the club? Andy, it's an esteemed it's committee. Locked. It's who, locked. Who's on the committee? Dead you, dead according people. to you, Chris. They're all dead. So, it's so They're under lock dead. and key, we can't even tell you who's on the committee. Can't get right. You can't get in. Look, I'm not, I'm not discrediting Nova. I think it's they're fantastic. I love They're not a blue they, blood. Yeah, they, it's, it's a small Catholic school. The Big East only really came around in recent times, and they're fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but you don't like... We're, we're talking... Listen to the guy who called in from Kansas City. We're talking about almost a hundred years of history, right? Versus Nova getting started when the Big East got started in like the eighties. Yeah, no, they're not a blue blood. And Jay Wright has done a tremendous job, but their two titles are present day titles. They've got one from back in the day. Maybe, well, maybe give another fifty years, and maybe we'll enshrine new blue bloods if they I hear continue what you're success. Saying. Kansas basketball, their first season was 1899. Villanova's first season, 1921. No blue blood. Yeah, and they're not playing in the Big East, which is where we know Nova for their big wins until the Big East got started. What year was that conference started? Like uh, 1980. Exact year, but. Yeah, no, recently, within the last 50 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Chris said, that's the best way. It's uh, old money, old right? Money. If like you that. have a family that was rich and it's just passed on from generation to generation. These that's are Rockefellers. Money. If you hit the lottery right now, that's great. That's not old money, right? That's basically what Villanova has done with Jay Wright. That's hitting the lottery right. over the last six you know, tournaments. We're talking Rockefellers no. and Vanderbilts versus the guy who owns Starbucks. Yeah, and, well, and I like Musk. what Steve and I like what Steve said. Uh, Steve from Kansas City, the Adolph Rupps, can Kentucky. That's that's old money. Adolph Rupp, the Baron, the Baron of the Bluegrass. Yeah, that's right. It's a great nickname, by the way. Love that. What nickname. The, the, the Baron? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just you know what do you say? That's that's why they're a blue blood, Kentucky. There you go. Oh, there's, there's no right? doubt. They're a cinch blue blood. Absolutely right. Yes. And so are you to some extent. I would think, you know, if, if there's blue blood, who would be a blue blood here at Fox Sports Radio? I'd say you'd be. You're, you're <laughs> no, a blue man. blood. You really. No, you don't you think? Go, uh, 
You'd go. Ben Maller's Dude. been around for a long time. Like again, ben about, yeah, sustained yeah. success. Jonas Knox is he a blue blood? You Definitely think? not no. Arnie Spain. No. Okay, just asking. I'm, I'm throwing A's out there. Okay, I'm kidding. I hope this happened, guy. Okay. Anybody else? That's it. Not you, all you say, balls are equal. What does that mean? <laughs> what, what is that supposed to mean? I got a thing about dead bodies. Oh, that's Jonah. He's not a blue blood. All right. We move on. We'll figure out some blue bloods later on. All right. Here's the blue blood man himself. He's Brian No. I'm Andy Furman. Together we are Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. And, and there's no need to play the NFL season this year. And we're going to tell you why next. But there's always a need for Brian Fenley and the latest. Here he Daddy. goes. Daddy. Thank you. Well, Andy and Brian, great to talk to you guys. By the way, Andy, I wanted to answer the question before you ask. Xavier is definitely not a blue, blue blood. <laughs> I never said they were. I, I knew you it. were thinking it. I knew you no, were going to try not, to find no. a way to include it into the conversation. He was also, really hoping to get Louisville in there. You know, know, but he, that guy yeah. from Kansas City, Steve, he called him. He starts throwing out, like, guys who played at Kansas. I don't think that makes a difference. Like Clyde Lavellet and JoJo White and Will Chamberlain and yeah, Bob yeah, I think it does. It's really? all about the history. Yeah, so when you have some of the greats, yeah, it's part of your esteemed tradition. Oh, Dan Issel at Kentucky. Louis Dampier. about titles. You have three of them. Fringe. All right. Fringe Jayhawks. Fringe. And, and just to, to give you an idea, Brian, in that why UCLA is a blue blood. This is my nightmare. They have more appearances in the national championship game uh, than yeah. any other team yeah. in the country. They so. didn't make it this year, though, because of Caleb Love. Caleb Love! <laughs> Oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. Well, by the way, if it's, it. if it's Fanley Fanatics, what is your fan club? Is it Nose, Nobody's. nose Nerds? Nobody's. Okay. You know? I don't know what's going to happen. You, he's going to come up and smack you. It's going to be like an Oscars 2. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that I exploded on. On that oh. note, let's go right into the Final Four. There you go. Number eight, North Carolina. That is a blue blood. And, and they stick it to number two, Duke, 81 to 77. Another blue blood. Another blue blood. That is correct on you, Andy. And that game marked the end of Coach K's career. And I know, Andy, you were upset about how they went yes. internally to make the new coach and John Shire stepping in. And I know you wanted to be a part of the conversation <laughs> as far as getting your name involved. You know, you're out of your mind. You just take things, you twist, you twist them in, like, in the wind. I'm not I'm not upset. I'm just saying, why didn't they? John Shire may be the greatest coach to, to come out of anywhere. He may have a lot of success. Well, I'm saying that you just don't hand the guy a job. I think there should be open interviews. Well, I think Xavier should have hired you and maybe not oh, Sean Miller. Geez. As what? Shuffleboard coach? Come on. Well, yeah, that that would definitely be something you would do. So, with North Carolina winning, they're going to be playing number one Kansas on Monday in the championship after the Jayhawks, another blue blood, beat Villanova <laughs> a fringe. So, so, exactly. A fringe blue Blue blood, 81 to 65. David McCormick, 25 points. All right, I'll get quickly to the NBA because it's not quickly. about me. That's not how you roll, Fenley. What do you mean? <laughs> Jeez. All right, because it's You're not from a- the DeSager school of updates. No, know? I'm not. How dare you? 
Kevin Durant, 55 points. The Nets overwhelmed the over, or excuse me, Kevin Durant, 55 points, and the Nets fall to the Hawks, 122 to 115. The Warriors lock up a playoff berth after beating the Jazz, 111 to 107. The Heat are winners. So are the 76ers. How about those Cavs as they stick it to Andy Furman's Knicks, 119 to 101 with New York, the Knicks. Now 10 games under 500. And Thibodeau. Yeah, Andy Furman, you might be able to make the starting five of this team. You think they could take five names out of a phone book in New York and do better than they're doing, really? That's a line that you've said probably 10 to 15 times. But it's true. It's true. You speak a lot of truth. Truth to power. In an alternate universe. With that, I'll get it back to the two clowns. (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a good day. Hey, wait till you hear these numbers. That's coming right up. By the way, we have Brian No and Knows picks in about six, seven minutes from now. Now, the NFL schedule hasn't been released, right? We know that. And the draft is in the future. But sports books have already been set with win totals for the 2022 season. And I'm sure you've seen those be, but uh, Buffalo and Tampa Bay both with 11.5, according to Caesar's Sportsbook. It's amazing, you know, what they do so early on and why they pick these numbers at this point in time. I just don't understand it, but it, it's great for conversation, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Have you and been looking at these? People still bet on them right now before it's amazing. the draft. Yeah, it, it's crazy, isn't it? I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand yeah. it. I mean, I mean. Uh, have you laid down some shekels on these? Because you've been known to do something like that. I have been, but I took gambling off for Lent. So until Easter rolls around, no shekels will be laid down. But, um, you know, it's still before the draft, so I could get down if I so choose. Uh, but this is the way it goes, man. The NFL is a highly bet sport. Of course they're going to have lines posted. It's Why amazing. wouldn't they? I, I'm with you. Now, Caesars wins totals. They paint the picture of an extremely competitive AFC. Nine of the 14 teams with their highest opening win totals, guess what, are in the conference. The defending AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, Cleveland Browns, and Baltimore Ravens. Get this, all open at 9.5. And I've seen somewhere that someone, uh, I forgot what book, picked it uh, for the Bengals not to even make the playoffs next year. Well, I wouldn't be shocked. The AFC is tough. Uh, Cincinnati definitely has a good shot. But it stood out to me if you just look at the Bengals and Broncos. So Vegas has the Bengals at nine and a half wins. They've got the the Broncos now with Russell Wilson at ten and a half wins. Right. And think about that loaded division in the AFC West. That caught my attention for sure. You you see 11 wins from Denver? Year one with Russell Wilson. And that division was tough. It's 11 tough. is high. Man. I'd take the I under know. on that. But I will tell you this much. I think one of the things that Bengals had going for them last year, well, two things, actually. Number one, health. I mean, they really were not even decimated by injuries. That was that was a major factor. And now every team gets hit with injuries, but they were lucky. So will it happen again next year? Who knows? And the next thing was, I think a lot of teams didn't take them seriously. I really believe there's a factor that when they came into play until the second half of the season rolled on, they just looked at them as just a, a, a yeah. win, really. I think it's another yeah. factor. Well, they're certainly not sneaking up on anybody this year. And look, it didn't take long for teams to understand that, hey, the Bengals have a lot going for them. Uh, They smacked around the Ravens twice. Nasty. One of those with Lamar Jackson being the starting quarterback. But they did lose to the Jets with a quarterback I never heard of. 
Yeah, but it does change. Oh, gosh. I, Mike White. I remember that game very much. I had the uh, Bengals in the first half. Oh, jeez. And uh, the Jets scored a touchdown at the very end of the first half. That was ugly. But, um, yeah, uh, the Bengals getting to the Super Bowl and being very, very close to winning it, it changes the script going into this year. Uh, so uh, they've got other teams' attention to a greater extent this year compared to last year. There's no doubt. You, you know, it's funny. Looking back at the season, I still can't hardly believe that the Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl. It's kind of strange to me, like like a dream, really. But we talked about, go back to the first game when I thought the Minnesota Vikings got screwed in that game against the Bengals. Remember? We kind of touched on yeah, that Yeah, we one. thought that Dalvin Cook was down, that he... You know, that's really weird where the ball is starting to come loose when he's going down. He still had it in his possession. A guy was starting to try to rip it away from him. He still had the ball. I thought that was a garbage call. But yeah, what a season. Like, I had no idea the Bengals would end up in the Super Bowl from those early games. No way. What's odd to me, though, Andy, is you look at Vegas, you're mentioning these season win totals. So the Browns, they're off the board because Vegas doesn't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended or not. So that makes sense. But yet the Browns are favored to win the AFC North. It's like, how can that be? How can they be off the board with their season win total, but be favorites to win the division? That just doesn't add up at all to me. But they were favorites not last year, but two years ago to the Super Bowl, remember? Not this past season. I don't care about two years ago. I'm talking about this year. Yeah, well, they didn't have Deshaun Watson then, and they were favored. All right, fine. But Deshaun Watson, he could be uh, suspended for six to eight games, somewhere around there. Agreed. So I I can understand why their season win total is not posted. But then why would they be favored to win the division? If Deshaun is out for six to eight games, that's huge for the Browns' chances to win the division. So why wouldn't they be lower on the list with that being a possibility? That's just odd to me. So it's saying that basically Deshaun Watson doesn't make that much of a difference? Is that what they're saying? No. I mean, that's what they're saying with the season win total. But then they flip it around and they have them as favorites to win the division. So they're basically saying two things at once. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. There you go. Hey, if you're interested, though, the Houston Texans open with the lowest win total at four and a half. Houston won yeah. four games last year, so I could see that again. The Jets and Falcons also near the bottom, opening at five and a half. All right, so I can see that as well. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's kind of crazy. It really is. But, you know, I, I look at this and you really – I hate to use the term degenerate. I really do. I think I think no, because if you make a wager like today, if you're placing a bet on what what these sports books are saying today, I'm not going to use that term. But still, in all, Why I mean, you re- there's other things you there's other things you could wager on. Oh, you know, the NBA's it. playing the right NFL. now. NFL, you're oh. you're wagering on season win totals, or that's not even close. And trust me, I wouldn't know you it. wait for the draft. That's at not least? even freaking close to the degenerate. A realm. Oh my gosh! You could get down on. I know what you're going to say. In game under on the second quarter of an NBA game. I, you want degenerate bets? I could tell you about degenerate bets. This is not one of them to bet a season win total in the NFL. Even I would April. sooner wager on the women's NCAA finals than bet on a future win total oh, in the you're, NFL. You're out of your especially, mind. especially before the draft. Especially oh, before the draft. Like, what do you think is going to happen? The draft matters. Yes. But do you think it's going to matter to the degree of it's going to take a team from, I don't know, say like seven wins to 11 wins based on what they do in the draft? It's not going to happen like that. Okay. And look, 
I hear what you're saying, and I wouldn't mind watching or wagering on the women's Final Four. And I, I may watch the games today. I, all I know uh, is this. Yeah, go ahead. I'm a little tired. There, Andy, for I'm a little tired right of watching those Buick TV commercials saying about women oh, that you haven't oh, seen it. I mean, oh, give don't me get a break. Me started on that, Andy. I mean, come on. There's a reason why. I, well, you know, listen, the audience isn't there yet, and this, I'm not opposed to hey, women's hold sports. Hold on, hold on, hold on here. Because you hit on an important note here, and it's going to take way longer than 30 seconds. So Chris is going to yell at Do it, do it, do it. But real fast, real fast. The the gist of it, there's one commercial in particular about a Notre Dame uh, basketball player in women's basketball hit a winning shot. Right. right? And it's Buick. It's just words. And it's like Buick is, you know, committed to women's sports getting more notoriety and being, um, being on TV more, which is great, which is fine. But right. this idea, they used a horrible example. Like, most of you didn't see that game-winning shot. It's like, it was on ESPN. ESPN's ratings for Monday Night Football, they're drawing 14 million viewers on average each week last year. Like, that women's Final Four with the Notre Dame winning shot in 2018, that was on TV. All right, that's a horrible example to be like, you might not have seen this because it's not on TV. It was. It was, if you want to use the Frozen Four, great. If you want to use that Final Four in women's hoops, horrible example. And it's just Buick patting themselves on the back like, we are trying to spearhead this and all yeah, these hacks yeah. that don't have it. It sucks. I hate I'm those with commercials. You. I'm, I'm with you. I march hand-in-hand with you on that. Brian No, Andy Furman, Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. A sports bar with a different name. That's next. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Nose picks coming right up. Don't go anywhere. It's about 11 minutes before the top of the hour, and this is Fox Sports Sunday on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, at the top of the hour, which would be 9 a.m. in the East Coast, Mike Harmon and Bucky Brooks, or if you please, Bucky Brooks and Mike Harmon. You can hear them on the iHeart app, on Sirius XM 83, and of course on many, many of these same Fox Sports Radio affiliates, including the Ticket 96.9 in Bend, Oregon. Right now, it's time for Nose Picks. Bright Sparky, here's the deal. Are you in desperate need of gambling insight? Do not fear, for Brian No is here. Yes, yes. And now the time has come. 
for nose picks. All right, Andy, the grading from last week. First off, I went with North Carolina minus the eight against St. Peter's. Bada bing, bada Bada boom. That worked out very well. Nice. I also went with Kansas Chalk City, huh? Laid the six against Miami. It's remarkable stuff. Oh, it was an easy win right there. And then for 3-0, I took the over in the Miami-Kansas game. A word for his performance Uh, is unremarkable. It didn't work out there. So 2-1, still a winning week. I was getting excited there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I'm looking at college hoops for the first two picks on Monday night. Yes. Championship game. Kansas minus four against UNC. Give me the Jayhawks. I think they're too tough. I think with Armando Baycott injured, right, the gimpy ankle right there, I think Kansas gets it done. I'm laying the four. Rock chalk. I like that. I do like it. I'm looking at the total. 153 seems a little high. Seems a little high. I've got flashbacks to I, I bet the over. Way back when with Mario Chalmers against Derrick Rose in the uh, Kansas-Memphis championship game. That game went to overtime. It still didn't hit the over. So I'm going under here. I just see 153. I think it's a little too much. Kansas hasn't had high point totals throughout the entire tournament. Give me the under in that one. You like that? It's a tough one. It's a close tough call. You don't like that. Yeah, Gritting yeah, your teeth. Yeah. Well, white knuckle. Yeah. I'm giving. Yeah. I'm taking the under. Now okay. the NBA today. Portland is an absolute dumpster fire. They're tanking. Give me the Spurs minus fourteen and a half. The wow. Spurs smack around the Blazers by at least fifteen today is what I said. You couldn't pay me to go to that game. I could. I could absolutely pay you, and you would You go probably could. Happily. Yes, I would. All right, time to go your own way, Andy. What I'm, do you I'm have for you, This is right up your alley. Oregon, an Oregon bar held its grand opening Friday. It's called the Sports Bra. B-R-A is dedicated exclusively to women's sports. Jenny Nguyen, a chef and founder of the Sports Bra in Portland, said she believes her business is the world's first sports bar dedicated exclusively to women's sports. She says, I want people to walk in here and feel like maybe it's a regular sports bar and have no idea until they sit down and pay a little more attention. The menu for the sports bra includes drinks called Title X and Triple Axel. How's that? Very nice, Andy. All right. Have you seen the Shawshank Redemption classic movie? Yes. We've got the Shawshank Redemption flamingo style. All right. There was a flamingo. Yes. The Andy Dufresne of the flamingo world over here. This flamingo broke loose. Out of a Kansas zoo during a storm 17 years ago. Kind of like Andy Dufresne. He waited for the storm and then he got through the drain, right? Yeah. And Um, red. The pipe, yeah. And uh, so 17 years ago, the flamingo bust loose of the Kansas zoo. Freedom! Like Andy Dufresne just looked up (laughs) while it was raining. That's what this flamingo did. The African flamingo, also known as number 492, uh, because that was the number on its. Its leg. 4192, Pete Rose. Yeah, it was spotted by 492, right? It was spotted by an environmental activist in Texas. This flamingo has been spotted in Wisconsin, Louisville, sometimes Texas, around other wild flamingos. You can't keep this flamingo down, Andy Furman. He busted loose from the zoo joint. And now he's living life to the fullest. Love that. I love it. You know, Isn't that inspirational? One? I feel like going out and trying to accomplish oh. something of note. Now this flamingo did this. It's a tremendous. Our time is up, though. Thank everybody for theirs. Have a great week. We'll see you next Sunday right here. Where? Fox Sports Radio. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com slash compatibility.